Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to the listeners of today's Anime Palette Podcast. We are going into... Anime Palette Podcast? Yeah, it is to today's version of Anime Palette Podcast of the good variety. Okay. Yeah. Good Anime Palette. Okay. It, is a, it is today's 44th episode of today's recording with today's hosts, Will, and today's hosts, Jason. How are you doing today, today, Jason? I'm doing fine, my man. I'm only saying this because I only just finished watching Tatami Galaxy and some Time Machine shit. Going, no, not Tatami Galaxy. Tatami Time Machine Blues. Uh, that shit has been uh, around my brain because I'm still trying to see where all that Time Machine fuckery is happening. Uh huh. Yeah. Have you sure. watched episode? You haven't watched episode three yet, right? No, I only watched first episode. You haven't watched second episode? Nope. Yep. It's uh, it's, it's good so far. We'll go into that later on. So um, yeah. How are you doing after uh? After a nice lunch, nice we, big pizza. We uh, food coma is kind of kicking in a it's little kicking bit. Kicking in, right? I, I'm kind of not regretting the decision, but I kind of just like this is this could end relatively sleepy, if you know what I mean. Well, I mean that's why we'll probably have a break in between, catch some Z's, and then go into the nitty gritty of today's discussion topic. But before we get into that, we finally have some more reading and watching shit we're gonna go over because I have actually found some time. To watch some stuff. Jason has been watching a lot of stuff too as well. So I think... Actually, opposite. I have not been keeping up with summer seasonals very much. Who cares? I haven't been even finishing some of the spring seasonals that I want to finish. But you watched Cyberpunk Edgerunner. That I did. And hopefully um, I will finish that too. So you, you, you're you more than halfway though, right? You're on episode yeah, six? Six or, or you, seven. You finished episode six. Yeah. yeah right. I, I finished episode four. I so. started seven but didn't finish it yet. So how is Edge Runner? How's how's your experience of watching Cyberpunk Edge Runners? So um, Cyberpunk Edge Runner is based on the tabletop role playing game series Cyberpunk, which is not something you hear as a source. It's also based on the video game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, developed by CD Projekt Red, who did the Witcher video game series. It premiered on Netflix as an exclusive on September thirteenth, twenty twenty two. Produced by Studio Trigger and a total of 10 episodes, all released in its entirety. Will, let me lay the groundworks for this, which is going in, when I first heard about this news, the biggest eye roll I've ever seen in my entire life. I how, thought, how could you see your own eye roll? That's how. That's how you just looked into the back of your head. Exactly. So that's how, like, just how, like, I'm just like, oh, whatever this is. Then I thought about it some more, and I'm like, you know what? I like Studio Trigger. They're a relatively small studio comparatively to some of the other more well-known studios. I mean, I would say Studio Trigger is very well-known, but I would say their size is relatively small. You haven't been running that long either in comparison to most of the studios we talk about as well, right? If we're not including the Gainax history behind it. Uh, yeah, especially so, right? Because technically two different companies, but a lot of the same people. The thing is, I was like, maybe they would cash it in. Basically, just like how Netflix commissions a whole bunch of shows, just cash in your check so then we can do the shit that we want to do. Big name property, right? Right. On a big name streaming platform. And because there is multitude of influences from either CD Projekt Red with the video game and also with potentially, I don't know, the original tabletop role-playing game publisher. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But I just thought like having opinions from every which way, including the Netflix thing, is a bit like, oh, this is going to be super iffy. 
Imagine my surprise when not only is it very good, it is essentially what an eight point seven seven like top fifty. I think eight hundred mem eight hundred thousand members on my anime list as well. So extremely popular, extremely well received, um, and also everyone in my workplace is talking about it. Yeah, like all, people, all, all my friends and you know the people I work with as well are also like they don't watch a lot of anime, but uh, definitely. Oh, so no, two hundred thousand oh, members. I hundred. Yeah, two hundred and thirty-one thousand eight hundred and forty-eight members, and also rank thirty-seven popularity eight eight five. Top fifty, and it's only airing. It only aired like two weeks ago, uh, September thirteenth, actually. Yes, as of recording. Yeah. What is your take on it, Will? I think I think you should go first. I, I like Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I think it's a very well adapted show. It's clean. It's vibrant. The music is really, really good. I'm very happy that they uh, use uh, this fire from Fi Franz Ferdinand for the opening. I'm a little bit if that they didn't use the chorus for it but um i, I mean I, I just like france Ferdinand. it's a good intro uh the ed is also very nicely done as well the animation sequences are trigger as heck there's a bit of a trigger lag uh, that i've seen in many uh trigger properties what is um, the trigger lag it just doesn't look smooth you see it a lot in promare you don't really see it in uh, kill a kill but I, it was quite noticeable in trigger what about uh, little witch uh, well, I mean, the little witch wasn't necessarily. Oh the... wait, I do know what you're talking about. Okay, I thought that was not with Promare, but I thought like that kind of like jittery is a little bit deliberate. Yeah, and I'm not a huge fan of it. Ah, fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. You know, like I mean, maybe it's just me being like super spoiled by Madhouse and Mappa and Ufo Table and David Productions and all that, but you know, like it's. It, it it's it's there, so I'll have to appreciate it. Story wise, it's um well, I'm only on episode four, so I'm not that deep into it. I haven't finished it yet. But what I've seen so far is it's a very competent show. It's uh very neatly put together. I enjoy the character interactions. The voice acting is is pretty good. Um, I I will admit though that I think that the current score of eight point seven seven is too high. Okay. I'm, I'm 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 very happy to keep it at like a flat eight from my perspective. It's a it's a very good show, but maybe it's just because I haven't watched enough yet. Maybe I haven't watched you know the latter half of Cyberpunk Edge Runners to be able to conclusively say that this is an eight or a nine or a ten or whatever it may be. It's definitely not a seven and below. I don't think it's mid at all. I think it's it's good. I just also feel though that because it carries a certain level of hype. That I was going in with higher expectations, and at the moment it hasn't quite reached those heights yet. Uh, it, it's still a good show, though. I, I have no problems in terms of watching it, maybe even recommending it to people. But I feel that I don't need to recommend it because it, literally everybody, everybody that I've known around me that even watches any uh, anime, plays any video games, or even knows the name Cyberpunk, would already have watched some of it, if not all of it. So. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm pretty comfy with with watching the 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 anime adaptation of Cyberpunk so far. All right. Look, I uh, I have a huge Studio Trigger bias. Everyone should know that by now. Will definitely knows that by now. And um, I also like Cyberpunk genre a lot. Ghost in the Shell, Psychopaths. Even books I read, like Neuromancer, stuff like that. 
I really like the genre of Blade Runner, all of that. I think the show's really, really good. I also think it's a tad overrated. But I'm also extremely pleasantly surprised by the product that ends up being made. I think also because even if I had that studio trigger bias, I had zero, in fact, I had negative expectations. I was expecting this to be the stepping stone for whatever they're doing next, like, which turns out to be uh, Delicious in Dungeon, Dungeon Meshi. Actually, for that one, I was more hyped at the time and still is actually because technically Edge Runner is already out. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Dungeon Meshi as well. So I have to say that the production value is they they did not cash cash it in, phone it in. I mean, it's it's a Netflix budget for sure. Yeah, and ev- they really is everything around it from the aesthetics, from the cyberpunk aesthetics, and I guess tying into the game because I haven't played Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which a lot of people are surprised by. But that's mainly if I. But that's mainly because I heard there were a lot of bugs, and some of it is still present. And um, but I heard the game has vastly improved since then. Okay, a lot of people who watch the show just kind of like it as as it is. And it kind of caught a lot of the hype train, the momentum. I think the momentum is very high for this show. I think the score will normalize maybe in like a couple of months. Or it might just keep going higher. I don't... I, it won't, it won't, I mean, like if it reaches a nine, it blasphemous for me. But then again, it's like, I've already like said how I feel about the show. I, I like it. I don't love it. But at the same time, it's I don't think it's just anime fans that are going in to watch it as well. It's also the cyberpunk fans. It's yes. also people who are a, fa- a fan of that particular genre as well. So if it scratches that itch for them, then I think it would still be well-received in some aspect. Because I think, and I could, I think I could go on and on about the cyberpunk genre by itself. So there's no need to do that. Um, I think, I, for example, the issue that I have, one of them, the most actually, is the dub. The English dub. One of um, the things that I've discovered, because I switch back and forth with the English Japanese dub, is that the Japanese dub is more plays the characters more straight and subtle in terms of like reserved, whereas the American English dub is basically a bunch of angsty teenagers going on a rampage, and I think it is less accurate to the tone because. There are subdued moments in the show. Yeah, but that's that's always that kind of conflict you would have with sub versus dub anyway. It's it's I, I wouldn't say that I, mean, I haven't experienced in watching Cyberpunk Returners with any dub, but I mean, would you say this is any different from other dubs? Because they also fall foul to not being able to encapsulate. I think certain Super character Crooks expressions was really bad, but because the disparity was really high. Whereas here, it's just like. I think it's just the wrong take, but that's also a subjective opinion. Anyways, I would give it a 9 out of 10. Wow. I'm very sure that... 9 my... out of 10, but you said that the score right now is a, bit, is a tad bit high. Well, yeah. 8.77. Yeah, because 8.77 as like an overall general score, top 37 of all time, yeah, is kind of I mean, high. But, that, but that's what the score... I mean, you're, what you're giving it would also put it into that... That range too, right? Well, given the context, I think like, like personal score, like of course it's you're you're gonna have like a little bit extra because in the end, like what everyone else thinks versus what you think are not like, like mutually they're not going to be the same, right? 
I just think a cyberpunk anime that is done well, maybe not excellent, but done well, does not come about all the time. You add in that flair that I like about Studio Trigger, I just like it a lot. And I heard that the ending changes a lot of people's opinions, some negative, some positive. There won't be a season two, apparently, because... Doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. So, look, I'm very happy with what uh, what resulted because I, I literally had no expectation. I had worse expectations going in. But, Will, instead of turning back time... We, we are turning back time for this one. Exactly. So, Will, let's... Uh, Let's go into some Tatami Time Machine Blues. Yeah. So this dropped on the Disney Plus platform around uh, two weeks ago. Uh, It is going to be, uh, no, yeah, around two weeks ago. Uh, Running at six episodes. And, of course, you know, it's it's Sainsaru. Now, interestingly enough, Tatami Galaxy wasn't produced by Sainsaru. I forgot which studio that did it. But uh, this time around, we have a continuation of the Tatami universe. Uh, not just one singular galaxy, but everything else that goes beyond it. So it still retains the, the core cast of the Tommy Galaxy. So with Watashi, Akashi, Ozu, uh, Higuchi, uh, Hanuki, and also Jogaski, Jogasaki. So the, the main six cast of the original Tatami Galaxy lineup. And uh, this time around, it's more of a singular focus. When you watched Tatami Galaxy, it is sort of like a Groundhog Day independent story from each other. Whereas this one is just one whole long story, one whole long series focused on one specific incident, but with many, many wacky things that happen uh, everywhere and in between. So I've watched two episodes so far, even though, you know, if you look at Mal, all six episodes are already out. Technically, on the Disney Plus platform, you can only access three of them. So maybe they had early releases in Japan, and then worldwide, it would be a little bit later. Uh, but as of now, as of recording, uh, there are currently three episodes with three more to come out. Interestingly as well, whilst the first episode is a regular length of around 25 minutes, the subsequent episodes, sec- uh, second and third episode, uh, are 16 to 18 minutes, a lot shorter. So if you take out the opening and the ending, the runtime itself is actually closer to like 14 15 minutes it's really short for an anime it's, it's not like like not, not super short because you've seen like three minute anime before not like that at all but it it's was, not an anime short it's just a shorter full-length episode it's a short anime not an anime short yeah basically that yeah there you go so i i like it i, I like it so far but it definitely doesn't have as much of the original total galaxy charm to it like for me like, i mean like I, I'm always going to be biased towards Tatami Galaxy because it's my favorite anime of all time. But for you, you know, you you very much enjoyed watching Tatami Galaxy. I think you like it a lot, too. Like, you hold it with high regard. I gave it a 9, yeah, for sure, and I really like it. So uh, how did you feel going into watching Time Machine Blues? So I think the con- the convergence of, hey, we're releasing the no- actual novels it's based on in English, and by the way, here's a sequel... And by the way, it's by Disney+. Plus. A lot of these things kind of perked up a lot of curiosity in me. And uh, I think Tatami Time Machine Blues is Tatami Galaxy Light. Furthermore, I would akin to if Tatami Galaxy, the anime itself, is during the school year, uh, Tatami Time Machine Blues is like summer school. The summer break. 
No, it's not summer break because it is summer break. Still, they're, 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 yeah, yeah. No, no. Technically, they are on summer break. But yeah. what I mean is, like, if summer school can be like less intense than the full, you know, school year. That's how I feel. Everything is there. The right ingredients are there. Characters show up again. It's a lot slower pace as well. So that's why it gives me that kind of like summer chill vibes rather than the full on. It doesn't have that real fast paced monologue that you're you know accustomed to from original Atomic Galaxy. For yeah. Sure. So I watched the first episode first between the two of us. And I was like, oh, yeah, they, they started with a monologue again. And you were like, yeah, but like it's not that fast. And then I was I, I kind of like blew you off or something or like, yeah, but still a monologue. I l- listened to the first like 30 seconds of Tommy Galaxy episode one. I was just like, OK, well, you're right. Like I knew it, but like, OK, fine. You're right. It's a lot slower. I mean, in the second episode, they open up with the monologue as well and they do pick up the pace again. But it's, it's, it's very clear. And it's like, of course, it's clear that they're two completely different things, even though they're tied within the same universe. But I feel that whilst I enjoy watching Time Machine Blues, it doesn't have the same kind of characteristics as Tommy Galaxy. Now, it's not fair to compare the two because one is incredibly highly acclaimed and the only one in the, the one we're talking about right now only just dropped like two weeks ago. So like the verdict is still out there. But I, f- I think it, the fact that it is considered a sequel, like because it's officially a sequel, not only based on the original novel, but is hailed as a sequel expectations is like the inverse of me with edge runners which is i had high expectations going in and i came out relatively okay but not like oh tatami galaxy was really good this is less good but still really still good it's still good you you know that like it's not fair to say this is nowhere near as good as Atomic Galaxy because I don't think it tries to be. Very clearly, it's, like you said, a condensed version of one specific story split across six episodes. So the style of the story, the way it's delivered, is is day and night compared to Atomic Galaxy. I still think I would give a finish it, and I would probably, if I had to guess, give it an eight. Yeah, I think eight's a fair number. I wouldn't give it anything higher than that right like, now. Like, it's above average, but not excellent or, like, mind-blowing. And it... It's, it would be consistent with how generally other people feel about it's it. It's like too. 7.5? It was 7.85. That's it got higher. Yeah. It, it started off kind of okay in the beginning, and it's slowly trending in a more positive direction. But yeah, 7.85, very respectable, right? I mean, of course, like the score for Top Galaxy is way higher, but again, two different things. Now, I feel the need to explain to you the plot of Tatami Time Machine Blues. Now, you might think, Jason, you're about to spoil the story for me, but just hear me out. Basically, summer vacation is happening, and the main character, his uh, air conditioning unit is broken. And The uh, remote for it is broken. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The remote for it is broken, and uh, they have to fix it while they were trying to find ways to fix it because... By the way, it happened because of a party foul by one of the returning characters. Spilling soda on it. Uh, They found a time machine. Yeah. Hilarity ensues, basically. All the characters that you've known of from Time Galaxy act the same way as they did uh, in this series. And um, it's, 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 again, 
it's it's very clear if you like Atomic Galaxy and you want more of that stuff, that this is a competent entry into that little Tatami sphere. I I'm 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 happy that it exists. I'm happy that I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm happy it exists too. Whether whether or not it would exceed what I currently say right now in mm-hmm. the next four episodes, once I finish it up, you know, in total like six episodes, well it it we'll we'll see. I'm pretty certain that I'll feel the same way as I did when I first started watching this, but you never know. The the the, the thing with like Tommy Galaxy and the thing with Science Saru is that they're not afraid to put little twists within their series to, to turn things on their heads and whether it works or not is very much up to your perspective i'm a little bit more warm to how science Saru does stuff but at the same time i'll also be the first to acknowledge that sometimes they try a little too hard and it doesn't necessarily work All um, right. so, so we yeah. basically time will tell whether or not it uh you know is good or not stands the test of time you know what i mean yeah um i'm 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 happy with it I'm looking forward to finishing up the next four episodes and, you know, see where I'm at with it. All right. Now, um, the re- oh, I feel a little bit bad because I'm getting a bit of a food coma, but I'm going to wake the fuck up. I'm going to stand up. Well, not stand up, but, like, lean more towards the mic, and we are going to go straight into our news section. I'm going to sound way more enthusiastic than before. I because apologize. you're open up with something that you are very, very happy about. Not that you didn't expect it to happen, but the fact that it's confirmed now Makes you a very, very happy Jason. Guys, Dress Up Darling Season 2. Woohoo. New sequel for Dress Up Darling. And uh, as well, there's also some stuff about Rascal Does Not Dream. That's the one I'm actually more excited about, to be honest. Which is, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai is getting a sequel anime that is adapting the 8th and ninth light novel. Now, I still haven't watched Rascal's Dream. Not, not, nothing at all. But it's also one of those like the the less I know about it, the more I'm going to want to watch. I, I think it's like it's just sometimes I like going blind into certain things, like not really knowing what to expect, and then just letting it happen, and then be either pleasantly surprised or let down. It's it's all part of the experience. All I will say is, Bunny Girl Senpai, the TV anime, has the best one of the better openings of that time. It's so memorable, and when I hear it, it's that's all. It's just Bunny Girl Senpai. The romance is super awesome and genuine, and actually develops. And the movie is also fucking good. And then there's going to be another adaptation as well. This time, not from a manga or a novel, but from a manhwa. Talking about Lookism. So Lookism is uh, a manhwa series that I think debuted not too long ago. And interestingly enough, the studio that's going to be adapting it is Studio Mir. November twentieth, two thousand and fourteen. So, oh, okay. So, a month from now, basically, two thousand fourteen. No, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, that was when it came out. Yeah. Okay. So, never mind. Uh, read that wrong. So, it's been around for a while, actually. Uh, but the score for the Banhua series is is pretty phenomenal, actually. It's it's seven point nine. Yeah. Rank eight nine six. Popularity four three three. But only thirty three thousand members. But here is the thing, as Will mentioned, it is done by Studio Mur. So for those who don't know, actually, Studio Mur has is first of all a Korean studio. South Korean. South yep. Korean studio. And they are also known for doing like in between work and outsourcing for the most part. Or stuff that is like produced and like aimed to be outside of Korea, but not necessarily Korean properties. Yeah, I think they have like some 
Western-oriented shows. I, I think, think they worked on. Was it that 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 Mexican show that was on Netflix? There was something that was of that ilk. But anyways, anyways, Studio Mirror, Lucasum, Netflix. We knew about the the Mirror contract that they had with Netflix and pumping out work for them as well. Whether it was like a standalone property or working on in between. Uh, but yeah, no, this is a Korean sourced series adapted by a Korean studio. It's as Korean as can be. So it's a, it's 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 basically like uh like a, 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 a literally a lookism esque show where an ugly boy, young but unattractive, chubby, yeah. all of a sudden becomes hot after like being bullied for seventeen years of his life, and now he's top dog. I think that's about it, really. Like, what is, is there anything else? No, to no, it? actually, there is. So he doesn't transform. There are two bodies. There is his chubby body and his hot body. And they basically, when one sleeps, the other one wakes up. So basically, there are, for a while, like they had to figure out how to balance the life. And to my knowledge, and I forgot because I've watched the trailer a, a while ago, is that I think the body actually just lies there. The other body. So it's not like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. No. And I think like a bullying is a big part of it. Like a very big part of it. And the thing that I also am a bit iffy on is based on the limited information that I know, which to be fair is very limited based on the trailer and the synopsis. It's just like, oh, hey, take off your glasses and then you're all of a sudden a hot girl. Oh, hey, you're a chubby girl. And then all of a sudden you lose weight even though that is a, a way to, um, you know, make yourself healthier, then all of a sudden everyone notices you and starts paying attention. Even if that's a fact, right? It's still, like, a bit, like, really? Like, well, I mean, what, what did you expect, though, right? Like, there's always going to be shows that look for that glow-up, right? Whether it's by looks, by power, by knowledge. It, it's, it's a simple premise. I'll give you that. But sometimes it just works. And there must be a reason why the ranking is so high. There must be a reason why it's so popular. Because it could eventually inevitably make people feel good. It might have that real good, like feel good factor. On yeah, it. maybe maybe there is some wholesomeness to it that I don't know because I actually didn't read the manhwa. And hey, who knows? However long it is down the line, I'll eat my words. But as of right now, the only thing that makes this newsworthy is that it is Studio Mer, and the fact that lookism apparently is a big deal. Or a big-ish deal. You okay? You just hating on it now? I'm kind of hating on it, actually, now I think about it. Really? Yeah. Just with the premise? I saw the trailer also. It's just like... I'm just like a very whatever about it. But if it was a Japanese story done by a Japanese studio... No. Nothing at all? Nothing at all. It's just it's just in the end, like, it's a simple premise, simple story. Whether it's good or not, you're, you're not really bothered Yeah, you by can it. change the names, but the dude is still going to be alone and solo level up maybe well yeah i mean that's future that's future that's future that's levels future. up his looks that's future that's we'll future. get into that in maybe an episode or two uh now this is not necessarily a adaptation announcement but rather a continuation announcement hunter hunter is back on the air but not anime form it is back on paperback it's back it's on, on the <laughs> yeah well it's technically on the air i mean like it's streaming on like uh, w- would it be on the jump plus platform who knows? But anyways, Hunter Hunter will be getting a new volume. Finally, a new volume 
after four years. And uh, yeah, whoever's been running the Twitter page for when will there be a, next, a, a new chapter of uh, Hunter Hunter, you can finally uh, turn off that Twitter account now because they're back. Hunter Hunter is back in full motion. That's about it, really. Yeah, I, I have not kept up with Hunter Hunter or Hunter x Hunter, as I like to call it. And then... But I guess it's good news, right? I mean, like I've I've watched all of the new Hunter Hunter. I read a little bit afterwards after the election arc. Um, but since then, no, nothing. Uh, but I'm I'm happy. Speaking of arcs, uh, the next piece of news is not a surprising one. It is about Jujutsu Kaisen season two. They have now committed to saying that they will run for half a year without breaks. So that's already like pretty dope. Straight two curves, right? 24 episodes or so. Right. And it's going to cover two arcs. I can't really read the first one. What's it? Kagokyu. Kagokyu and Gyokusu. Gyokusetsu. Ah, fuck me. And then the Shibuya incident. That's the one that I'm more cons- more interested in because that's a- the a- one a- that yeah. everyone fucking talks Nobody about. Nobody stops talking about like, oh, I can't wait for them to do Shibuya. Shibuya's going to be fucking lit. It's like, well, here you go. Legitimately, how many times have you heard, oh, Jujutsu Kaisen is like crazy at the Shibuya incident, the Shibuya incident, the Shibuya incident. 14 times. I made that number up, but that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. No, it's, it, I think like as much as like the hype for Jujutsu Kaisen has been, I mean, like people like won't, like, they, I think the opening for Jujutsu Kaisen was most, the most streamed songs on Spotify. The, what, movie, the one by Eve? Yeah. The movie, uh, Kika, uh, Kika or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the, the movie Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Was, which we watched in the theaters. Was really, really good. Really and, like, solid. You know, pulled in like really good box office numbers. So the hype train for JJK is still riding strong. So with the news now that they're going to be adapting, you know, consecutively for two seasons and also be covering the Shibuya incident arc. Yo, like if you aren't a JJK fan, you better be one now, I suppose, because uh, a lot of even more hype shit's about to happen. Our next piece of news is about Naruto and Bleach. Ah, good old Naruto and Bleach. What good stuff's happening to them now? So, Will, do you like Naruto? I love... Oh, okay, it's, it's, it's a hard answer, really. Like, Yes, I do love Naruto, but at the same time, I also hate Naruto. Do you like the fillers? Uh, yeah, if you have no fillers whatsoever, then yeah, I love Naruto. Do you like f- Bleach? Love hate. Do you like strong Netflix? That's a very strong love hate as well. So earlier, as in like a couple episodes ago, Will mentioned a new story where uh, Naruto is going to be on Netflix. And that's great news because literally being able to watch a very nostalgic show and a very good show for the most part minus the fillers is a good thing but time is running out because basically netflix has announced that on october 31st naruto the anime series will be leaving netflix right when it entered it leaves then on the on on the other hand bleach the movie fade to black and bleach the movie hell verse will also leave but this time Two weeks earlier on October 14th. So get your Shonen, weekly Shonen um, jump. Now, binge now on, the basically. thing is, like with that article, it says that the, the Naruto anime will be exiting the Netflix platform. But by title, Naruto and Naruto Shippuden are separate. Yo, really? Oh, shit. I, for, I didn't pick that up. Yeah. So that's what I'm wondering then. Is it the whole 
anime series of Naruto is off, or is it just Naruto and Shippuden will still be on there? Which, to be fair, if I had to kill one and save the other, it would, I would be Shippuden. I, 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 would, I would love to just keep Shippuden, because Shippuden was great. Shippuden was fucking fantastic. Um, but, hey, look, like it, I, I know there's still a lot of diehard Naruto fans, so the fact that like they'll even... like. Stomach some bars. Apparently, Barto does get better. So wait, seasons one to nine of the Naruto anime. Which one is that? That would be that be yeah. That would be non Shippuden. That would be the beginning. Guys, there's, Shippuden there's, is still on the menu. We, boys. we don't we don't know. We don't know. No, no, no. It says here. Netflix revealed on Tuesday that seasons one to nine of the Naruto anime will leave the service on October thirty yeah. first. Because like Shippuden as well, Shippuden has five hundred episodes. Yeah, so it's yeah, not Shippuden then. Shippuden, I guess, is still on there. Maybe now it's like it's 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 a sign. Yeah, you, it, it, yeah. If you haven't watched Naruto now, what the fuck are you doing? Finish it off now. Otherwise, we're going to take that off, and then we're going to take Shippuden off or, at some point. Or maybe the numbers didn't add up, but the ones for Shippuden added up because everyone literally didn't care or, when they were kids. Or maybe Netflix did the smart thing and said, you know what? Like, Here's all of Naruto and Shippuden, but we cut all the fillers out. So we're saving you like 300 episodes that you don't need to watch. I doubt they did that, but like, look, the, the point of the story is... Just go and watch your Naruto now because you have around four weeks until the shit leaves the platform. And then you'll be wondering, well, what the hell happened in Shippuden? Well, you wouldn't know unless you start right fucking now to finish up your Naruto, then get to Shippuden, and then ignore Boruto. Another cut, but this time through Adult Swim, is that they have committed to stopping the streaming of Blade Runner Black Lotus, Shenmue, and Fena Pirate Princess. You watched some Fena, right? I really liked it. Um, I thought the story was meh, but the the look and the feel and the comedic beats were pretty good. Um, Neither of us watched Shemu because, as much as we you know know how historical the Dreamcast game was, um, did you like Shenmu the game? I never played it. I played I, the it, first one, but I was never really like into it. I don't know. It it seemed to be really big in the u.s for some reason yeah because forklifts yeah oh only shenmue fans will understand what i'm talking about forklifts are dope but apparently. you never watched shenmue the animation right? no i never did so apparent but here's the thing the reason why this in my opinion is newsworthy is because toonami is i'm sorry adult swim and i guess toonami right is the one that made this deal with Crunchyroll, for example to do blade runner to do shenmue to do fena and essentially they're just saying yeah, that, that thing, we don't want it anymore. It's not even like we don't want to continue the partnership or whatever. It is we want these things out the out, out outside of our house and not affiliate with us whatsoever. I don't know what the decision is behind that, but to me that's just a very unfortunate news despite the fact that I feel that all three of these shows are middling at best with Fena and really bad with... Black Lotus, because I actually watched it. Shenmue, I actually don't know, but it doesn't sound like it was very worthy either. It could just be that the productions themselves don't earn Adult Swim and Tanami any money. Or the license ran out and they didn't want to renew it. There's plenty of reasons. But I mean, There was that whole kerfuffle with the whole Warner Media and like the whole acquisition of like... Um, yeah, because Warner Media had, had went through like a bunch of shit when it came to like streaming platforms. Maybe, you know, the Tanami stuff was just a casualty amongst that. Who knows? We, we, we don't know any of the, the business decisions that happen behind the scenes, but it, it is weird that they decided to cut this shit. Not that I cared about Shenmue the animation or like as to some extent Fena as well, but um, I guess watch it before it's gone or no, find, it, it, find, it, find it, some I, way I, to get it. Look, guys, 
we have talked for about 35 minutes and we may have sound lethargic and a bit of a food coma, but guess what? We have now got to our final news story. We have saved the best for last and we are now reintroducing the Baka of the month. It's probably the Bakas of the month because of how many people are involved in this. We might hurt some people's feelings. And we don't, well, I don't care. Well, if you are an avid listener, we do care, but later. We'll care about you later. Or, 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 hey, no one's perfect, right? So this part of you is just a little bit like sus, but okay. What so, is the story, yeah. Will? So some of the listeners here probably don't follow us on Twitter, but I can guarantee that some of these listeners will be part of the 1 million Twitter followers of Shonen Jump because in celebration of the 1 million followers on Twitter, Shonen Jump decided to share the news to everybody and include a picture celebrating this oh oh, th- oh, wa- oh wow really shonen jump a million that's great reaching that milestone and having like sort of like a exclusive picture right yeah that sounds great will yeah so the tweet reads out as wow one million followers thank you so much for following us reading our manga and watching our anime and supporting shonen jump you're all wonderful and there's a bitly link at the end of it so that's on the at shonen jump twitter um and it reveals a picture of Specific characters that are amongst the most popular, the most loved, the most coveted of the Shonen Jump okay, universe. Okay. Wait, so let me let, let, let me think. So um Haikyuu just ended, so uh Kurasno, right? They're 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 there, right? Nope. Okay. Um Death Note's super popular, so L or Kira would be on there. Nope. Wait, um Jojo is yeah, Jojo's technically running right now, but Bakuman, right? Bakuman was extremely popular in the day, but if they didn't have anyone from Death Note, they're not going to have anyone from Bakuman. What about like class, uh, assassination, assassination classroom, or Doctor Stone? Doctor Stone, Rurouni yeah. Kenshin, yeah, 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 uh, or Dragon Ball, right? Captain Tsubasa, yeah, 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 like they're they're there, right? Because they have been there since the beginning. They kind of built the foundation for uh, Shonen Jump, right? Right? The five characters they have five are Deku from My Hero Academia, Luffy from One Piece, Ichigo from Bleach, Chainsaw Man, Denji. Is it Denji, right? It is Denji, yeah. And then, of course... Well, technically, it's Denji and the, the other... It starts Ball, with P, the name of the little yeah. dog. And Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Okay, so... They showed these five people. These are all very well-known Shonen Jump properties that are relevant now. Either there is an anime, anime incoming, or there's a lot of hype. So what's the issue, bro? Where's Naruto? So where's uh, Goku? Yeah, but yeah, but like, look, it's just the whole point. Will is to celebrate. Why is there no one from Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah, no, but Will, it's just to celebrate a momentous occasion, dude. Like, don't. I'm. Don't... I'm going to quote. Yeah. I'm not even going to say the, tw- the Twitter handle, but. We got a kick out of that one. I find it completely disrespectful and frankly unforgivable that you didn't include Asta in this photo when Black Clover has single-handedly carried your magazine since its release. We wouldn't have Demon Slayer or Chainsaw Man if it wasn't for Tabata's brilliance. Shaking my head. Basically, regardless of how you feel about these five characters being on the image that celebrates this momentous occasion, this milestone for one million followers... For Shonen Jump Twitter, um, the whole internet kind of went ape shit. Some are like, "Yeah, man, Bleach is back. Ichigo is fucking 
front and center is going to be fucking awesome. The goat of all time. Oh, Demon Slayer is fucking wrecking shit. Yo, bro, it's awesome. But Chainsaw with, Man yeah. is coming up with map. I'm so hyped. But with only five characters to pick from, from the whole like pantheon of Shonen Jump, you're going to piss off a lot of fans. And basically that's what happened because a lot of people were just super pissed that like why are these five chosen and not my favorite one or why is it just these five and not all of them or you know all of that and i mean there there is one very simple answer for that right my hair academia and bleach as well as chainsaw man are all debuting and airing their new seasons right now furthermore one piece is still happening airing right now as we speak the longest running shonen jump series the longest running anime series currently airing and it's, it's also one piece uh demon slayer has literally increased the amount of money the anime industry earned that one year that mugen train came out plus they announced a new season okay it hasn't debuted yet but season two just ended and you can't ignore the accolades it's gained like in the last year as well Ufo tables fucking dope nezuko i guess will always be adored by everyone but then there's also the question of no asta yeah. bro asta man yeah. single-handedly look i'm not going to diss black clover any more than i just did just now i have a friend who actually watched black clover quite religiously and he even admits that in the beginning it's really fucked up and like really like annoying annoying because Yasta just screams all the time. But he says that later on it does get very hype, right? So look, Black Clover, I think in general, because I haven't read it, you get a pass, right? But the fact that this guy was or this woman or whoever is like, yo, did you know, Will, that Shonen Jump single handedly was saved by Asta? The, the other the other audacity yeah, the other gripe i have with that article though is the fact that screen rant decided to say it was a controversial image when really there actually isn't any controversy attached to it it's just the fact that it didn't feature your favorite character right like it, it's no wonder that shonen jump decided to put those five characters front and center for this particular announcement but I just I don't feel like it's worthy of being angry about. Maybe I'm just not as like offended by it. Therefore, I don't think it's a controversy. I'm not on the side. I feel it's controversial. Uh, I'm gonna quote the article from ScreenRant.com, which we'll, we will provide in our show description. Quote: The image is just one example of Shonen Jump making a statement about its brand, but the priorities shown in the image are interesting in that context. For example. It is worthy of note that the image doesn't go out of its way to showcase any of the magazine's female heroes. Look, okay. Well, I mean, the same way that you're talking about there's Tanjiro, but there's no Nezuko, right? But we're not trying to defend Shonen Jump here. We're not trying to say that it isn't worthy of having any female representation on there. But the fact of the matter is that Shonen Jump has always been a publication that's geared towards young male adult readers a lot of times the properties they have the main characters are popular young male characters it's that's just how it is if they were to feature more female characters i wouldn't have any problem with that whatsoever it's just in the end if you look at popularity rankings for a lot of shonen characters it just tends to be that the male characters are at the top 
Will, I can do you one better. You ready for this? Oh, you're gonna show me the something. The Oxford language yeah, defines shonen as a genre of Japanese comics and animated films aimed primarily at a young male audience, typically characterized by action-filled plots. It's just screen rant stirring controversy from nothing, really. I, I don't know. It's, it's it's just egregious that they had to go out and say it's a controversial image when literally it's just them trying to celebrate the fact that they've got a million followers on Twitter. Look, I mean, I guess it is slightly con- it is controversial in the sense that like people are are saying like hey how come like promise neverland emma is not on there which to be fair i'm like for female representation like she's a solid choice like for real and but like the fervor of like basically instead of waifu war is shonen war right shonen mc war right that aside so that's already a bit like do you really have to go to that extent to literally just shit on someone's, oh no, this company's milestone? Like, you don't have to say that. You can just be like, oh, cool, or just whatever. Then there is Screen Rant's interpretation of, hey, why, why is there no female representation when, historically speaking, there's just not a lot of female main characters? And furthermore, Shonen's traditionally speaking, is aimed at a very male-centric audience. Now, does that mean then, therefore, like... there's no room for women? Yeah. That's not what we're getting at. Or does that mean that there's no women that read Shonen Jump? No. But shit-stirring the pot for no fucking reason is just, like, the biggest, like, I'm running out of ideas, so I'm just going to make chaos. Like that Key Key and Peele sketch with the Pegasus? There's also another thing I can say. Why is it that Screen Rant is focusing on the lack of female representation when we don't talk about the f- the lack of racial representation? Why are there no black characters that are featured on that picture? You know, it's in the end, like you have to understand the context. There has historically been not that many female main characters in Shonen Jump properties. So that's why it's not worthy of stirring controversy when such a thing never existed to begin with. How about this? I whoever wrote this which um we should not mention the person's name just because we don't want any attacks not that we're that influential whatsoever but i just want to like meet this person and being like okay then what would you do what would you pick would you just not pick anything and just have a logo i mean and the message i mean yeah sure actually that would solve all of these quote-unquote issues i guess but at that point you're like you're pandering at that You're point. You're coddling like everyone. I am of the firm belief that there should be more female representation and more female main characters. In fact, one of the animes that we're going to talk about in the main discussion topic is the first in an anime franchise to feature a female main character. And Will and I are very, very like, uh, you know, vocal about fair representation of anything for that matter. But bro, don't like, start shit. Don't don't bring something up that never existed to begin with. It's just not fair on anyone's like plate right now. I I I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like re- reporting on the fact that everyone is having like a flame war on main characters. Okay, fine, because you didn't cause that. You're just merely reporting on it, and it is a bit controversial because that's the whole reason why everyone's all uppity. But then, I'm sure like maybe someone mentioned it, but. To then out of nowhere be like, yo, but what about what about women? What about girls? Kind of like when, to my knowledge, at least in the article, was never mentioned anywhere else in terms of a tweet, 
in terms of an actual discussion. What are you trying to do, bro? I get it's an observation, but it's an observation that carries a lot of negative weight that honestly wasn't even the center of focus for this particular controversy. All of this is because Shonen Jump just wanted to celebrate a milestone. That's fucking it. Look, I'm like, actually, like, I'm way more pissed. I thought I would be way more pissed about the fact that everyone is pointing fingers at each other, so who should be included in the image? And now I'm actually like well, really just it, angry but, but at the author. But that's understandable. Where it's like you you will have a, a favorite character, and you will you be wondering? Well, I mean, I like Tanjiro, but I would have preferred to see Nezuko on the cover, or yeah. I really like Bleach, but I like Naruto more. So it's disrespectful that Naruto isn't on there. Okay, it's basically akin to something like Waifu War in the sense that everyone. In fact, I would say Waifu Wars is even more of a bloodbath, right? Yep. But what happens when all of a sudden everyone is arguing about their favorite waifu and then someone comes in and says, well, what about like transgender characters or something like that? Or like, what about like females that are actually like monster girls or something? And I'm just like, at that point, I'm just like, guys, like they're all could be good characters. They all could be bad characters. Don't just single out one detail and just like, try to stir shit up for no reason and like jason's brought up as well and i've brought up too the fact of the matter is shonen jump picked these five characters because three of those main characters are going to be airing this season one of those main characters is the most historic most long-running most successful anime and manga series of all time and the other one is just breaking records if you haven't heard demon slayer i don't know how there's a reason why it was there it's plain and simple oh and by the way uh extra knock on people who diss demon slayer the series has ended for fucking forever and it's still doing gangbusters okay so really look this is such a baka of the month for literally everyone involved less so on the fans because there's to, there's you can understand to be fair right? like yeah it if it was like a waifu thing or or like any other like jojo thing i'm sure you and i well now i i'm in this conversation now too with jojo's like we would just be like Bro, that that like no, or like that's not what I would do, you know, and have this I'm, kind of discussion. I'm completely fine that Jotaro Kujo is not on there because I understand that like he hasn't been airing in any anime and manga recently. It's his daughter Colleen that is now in the you know the the the, the spotlight for the JoJo franchise. If she was on there, I would have been very happy too. If she wasn't on there, I wouldn't be fussed because in the end, I'm not making a decision to post five of the most popular main characters of five of the most popular series of all time onto an accolade representing the milestone that Shonen Jump has achieved on Twitter. That, that's uh, it. That's literally it. Uh, quick side note. Uh, I really, really want to watch Stone Ocean, but I know we have to do it in sequence, and I will, but I just really want to watch Stone Ocean because everyone is, like, going ape shit about part two, and I'm just like, I really I really want to get to there. Stone Ocean's really fucking good, dude. God damn it. Really, really fucking good. What, what was part seven called? Uh, part seven is which one? Steel, Steel Ball, Silver Run. That's part seven. Then what is Jojo Leon or whatever? That's part eight. Ah, I see. Okay. And then, and then, speculatively, Jojo World will be part nine. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's in that one, but uh, universes collide. That's probably what's going to be because it goes <laughs> it, it goes through a cycle, um, which you'll you'll figure out once you get past um, six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah, that that rounds up the news. Um, so we will. I'm sorry, I, I went off on a it's, tangent. Well, like, it's not really a rant or anything. It's more just like this is like commentary on like the landscape of 
quote unquote controversial news and the fact that most of the controversy didn't exist until someone decided to stir the pot. No, no, no. Well, to be fair, also, who knows how influential that one statement was from this one article, right? But why? Why have it there? Because it's provocative, because it's controversial, and it guarantees clicks. I swear, if like someone plays devil advocate and says, "Then you, I don't support women's right or whatever," I'm just gonna fucking no, deck them. No, that's not even like what we're trying to get at at all. If you can misconstrue that, then that's on you. All right, we should take a break. Yeah, and I'm gonna chill the fuck out and also process all the food. I think you've woken up now, right? You've awakened. Oh, dude, that 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 really invigorated like my brain muscles, and now it's starting to work, starting to refunction, but. I do need to take a, a a chill pill and like just like take a walk just, or just something. Tap out for now. Just tap out. Tap out, which All is right. what we're gonna do. All right, time out now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the second half of this good anime palette podcast episode. This is episode number forty-four. I woke the fuck up. I have decided to chill out for a bit and then, I don't know, not do 100 push-ups and 10K and stuff. But Trust me, we didn't, we didn't do the, use the whole break just to talk about who we would have picked for the, for the five characters for Shonen Jump's announcement of 1 million followers on Twitter. Uh, that is just, you know, wasted air. We're not going to do any of that shit. What we are going to do, though, is go into today's discussion topic, which is a bit different from the usual seasonal formats we've done before. <gasps> We're doing a seasonal? So in the past, we've done you know seasonal reviews and discussions of you know summer, spring, winter, and beyond. We've uh, done a year retrospective as like our episode two, I think. We're uh- now going into fall 2022. But it's a bit different because if you haven't noticed in terms of when this episode is airing, a lot of the seasonals have not released yet. In fact, I think only a handful have only dropped their first episode the preceding weekend to today's recording. So why are we doing our seasonal review when a lot of shows are actually not airing? Well, that's a very good question that you asked. And I will Mr. now... Mr. Random or Mrs. Random listener. I will now tell you uh, our opinion on that answer, which is a... It just so happens because we do uh, recordings every, uh, I think every two weeks, we have uh, either you wait a long time or you would, we would get, we would be in the same situation that we are in now. The other thing is because, well, Will has certain familial commitments, which rightfully he should. uh, And we decided to also, on top of all that, the third reason is Try to experiment a little bit and see how this format will go. And maybe we will do a combination or maybe we'll ditch it all entirely. We're not entirely sure. But we are going to try our very best to deliver on this episode. So the usual format is we will be releasing these episodes maybe three or four weeks down after uh, a season premieres. Which means that most series would have had a couple of episodes to air. We would have watched some stuff, given our two cents, and then sort of give our estimates on how the rest of the season will pan out. However, this time, it's a lot more different because, as we said, a lot of stuff hasn't aired yet. So um, how the hell are we supposed to know these anime series are going to be any good? Right, because if our, like, sort of argument or rationale is we want to watch quite a bit in order to give you our thorough opinion, 
well, now you're doing the polar opposite of that. You're right. And yeah. the reason is because I think that there needs to be some sort of middle ground and we're trying one way, essentially. A lot of times, I think it's, well, it's like, even though we do like, you know, and, and this is Jason, something that Jason does a lot and I've also started doing as well, we usually do like the three episode rule, right? You let the season you let the seasons air you watch the first two three episodes of a season uh, of a series and then afterwards you'd be like hmm i liked what i watched so far this is good it's meeting my expectations or maybe exceeding my expectations i will continue and give it a positive score or after three episodes i haven't really been moved yet there really isn't anything to indicate that it could get any better i've got a lot of other stuff i need to watch i'm gonna put this on hold or wow that was utter garbage i don't want to waste any more time on this drop that shit so this time round, though, because of the fact that we're all on the same page, we all have the same amount of anime we're going to watch before we even know what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks throughout the season, we will give you the best rundown and pre-analysis of these shows to at least give you an idea of how you want to get started with fall 2022. All right. So, but before we actually go into the fall seasonal stuff, we need to resolve our summer 2022 <sighs> side bet. I didn't want to do this, but I guess we're going to have to. So every season we have a little bet uh, between the two of us at the Good Anime Palette podcast where we try and predict the amount of series that attain a mal score of 8.00 and up. And every season so far, I have been shit. I have not won a single season. And that trend has continued. In the last season's bet... For summer 2022, I had bet that there would be four and fewer shows that were 8.00 and up. Jason predicted there would be six or more. And, uh, well, the cutoff point is when the first episode of Fall airs, that's when we stop counting scores, and that's when we start deliberating who is the winner. And, uh, yeah, there are exactly six shows from summer 2022 that have a score of 8.00 and up that includes love live 2 that includes uh what else does it include i i wrote it down uh okay a main abyss season 2 8.81 i i licorice licorice recoil i really want to say like chorus but licorice recoil with 8.33 overlord season 4 with an 8.18 classroom of the elite Elite. season 2 8.17 call of the night 8.16 Love Live Superstar Season 2, 8.09. And there were a few other shows that were like that were in the top eight. And there, there, were, there were eight and above, but then slipped down. Or some that were slowly and gradually getting there. But by the time Cutoff Point started, it hadn't reached there yet. Shadow's House Season 2 uh, is 7.99. And Uncle Isekai dropped from an 8-plus to currently a 7.93, I think, mainly due three, to... Yeah. Mainly due to the fact that the new episode is not going to be shown until mid-November. Yeah, so not out yet. Um, now, there were like not only really scares, but there were points where uh, the scores for Classroom was dropping. The scores were uh, Call of the Night was dropping. But, you know, strong rally to the end of the season. And now they're pretty comfortably in the eights. So, um, yet again, Fluffy Senpai Jason has won yet another seasonal bet. But that doesn't mean that I am invincible because this time around, similarly with instead of doing a review, we're doing a forecast of the fall seasonal. We will do a new betting system 
for the fall seasonal bet for 2022. And let's see how that goes. Yeah, we'll go into that uh, later on. Yeah, that'll be the last thing that we do. So we will now, because we actually don't have any real stats other than a few stuff here and there, we will skip all our pre-ramble on the stats and general performance. Because you already have heard it before from previous seasons anyway. And Um, go straight into our fall forecast. So... What we're, what, how we did this was we collected a pool of shows that either we were interested in or it received a certain amount of members before it aired to kind of indicate to us on my anime list that it has a certain amount of anticipation and hype. We would then watch uh, some of their um, trailers or PVs known as Provo. Promo, promo trailers, promotional materials. Preview videos. Preview videos, videos, promotion videos, PM. Look, that's what we got. And I think actually you'll be pleasantly surprised at actually how much one can learn from without actually watching the actual, actual episode, episode yeah. of the anime. And that, in fact, is one of the things that I've learned. There, there are actually a, a couple of those things that we're going to be talking about in this preview that we're genuinely excited for. Like, Absolutely. That, and then there's some that are like, eh, to be expected. But at least knowing from watching the previews helps to affirm whether we feel or not this is going to be something that's worthy to be on your radar. Because in the past, how I would do that is I would wait to see what others say and then jump on the bandwagon or literally watch every single premiere, which is kind of nauseating because not a lot of stuff usually make the cut. I mean, you're a member summer 2021 last year when we had to go through a whole droll of like not that really good shows yeah but that was somewhat funny because the shows that were bad were horrendous we called them dumpster fires for a reason and we also did find some stuff that was like oh this is actually pretty neat i quite liked it i mean like i wouldn't have watched a kbc uniform at all Dude, but uh such a good show yeah, such a such a such a feel good show such a also lewd ass perverted show yeah yeah, there's, there's definitely some issues with that show. But hey, 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 we're not hey, talking, hey, about, hey, we're not hey, talking hey, about that shit hey, anymore. Hey, so we're going to go into... You leave yeah. Akebi-chan alone. We're going to go into the sequel announcements and sequel like series for fall 2022 first because, you know, the less said about them, the better because you already know what to expect. And then we'll go into the brand new stuff uh, that is airing on uh, this season. So to kick things off, and we'll also be doing this in release date order as well okay so then therefore i need to move our first show that we're going to talk about to the very front of the line and that is my hero academia season six which is supposed to air october 1st which is fyi today when we record yep so i think it's uh, in the night time so you've what? heard this already you've, you've heard, heard this, story. this come on guys like we, we love seasons one two three season four i like was... i like first half of four i don't like the second half which is basically what's it called gentle criminal yeah the gentle criminal gentle yeah. cr- something like that or the criminal gentleman something the criminal like gentleman i don't forget it was just so i just thought it was a very bleh season four did end um pretty hype though i did like the ending to season four that's the concert right there was a concert yes because it was a school festival and then endeavor was also really involved in it as well to be fair yes that did set the stage for what the future direction of the hero kind of the realm sphere, of, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. association but uh unfortunately season neither f- yeah neither jason or i watched season five and apparently a lot of you guys didn't either or, and, or and if you did you didn't enjoy it there you go so season six is here let's see how it goes my prediction is 
it will continue to not be great, but whether or not it is worse than season five, we don't know. Do you feel that like My Academia is just running out of steam? It is, yeah, because it's very one-dimensional, right? It's just basically you know kids who want to be you know all-knowing superheroes trying to save the world. But after a while, that kind of appeal can run dry to the point where like I much rather like if if Vigilante the the spinoff gets that's its what I want. That's what I would want to see. That's what I want because it sounds like is My Hero Academia and Kick Ass combined. It, it's exactly that. It's exactly but that. I think maybe the, with less of the Mark Millar kind of snarkiness. Yeah, fuck him. Okay, I don't think that My Hero Academia is doing too good these days, mainly because I felt that the stakes are relatively low, and that's why I thought the midpoint of season four felt kind of refreshing because. Not only were there a slew of new characters, what happened to some of those characters were actually quite tragic. Yeah. But, but somehow, lessons were learned, and th- and and it doesn't mean that it was a clear defeat, but not a clear win either. And I like that. So if you've watched season five and you enjoyed it, then absolutely no reason to not watch season six. All power, all the more power to you. Honestly, like if I- you were kind of different about my academia. This, 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 uh, as for you and me, is a skip. We would skip streaming this. The only thing that I would go back to for season six is if everyone just won't shut up about it. Then I'll be like, fine, I'll watch season five. Like, I guess Will will watch it on uh, on on two X, and I will probably put it on two X, three X, whatever the platform allows me to. Just like inject it into your brain. There is going to be one though that we're not going to be watching a two X or or any speed enhancements and that would be the part second part of spike's family season one that is correct so airing uh, today now when we watched season one we knew of course because we read the manga on jump plus what direction was going to go uh which you can also read it on jump plus and manga plus it's still airing there so the thing that jason and i talked about as well was the way that this the, the first part ended was a bit of a letdown but that didn't like really deter a lot of people from wanting to continue watching the show anyway because every other episode before that was fucking bonkers i honestly felt that the finale should have not been the finale and they should have ended on that like cliffhanger like extra credit scene or what they could have done was push for no breaks and just done full adaptation of season one so no but they needed a rest that's the reason why they, they split it they needed it but like if they had if they had just done episode and then went straight into the next episode without having that cliffhanger lull in between then maybe it wouldn't have as much of a score drop i understand though the break is needed. you know what i would have done i would have released it as a special in between but then again right lack of break i i i I think no but it's just one episode true within that break that you can always make before the summer yeah well the decision was made and now we're you know waiting for the next episode to drop in, in a couple of hours Look, actually I, I, i'm just gonna tell you straight up it's gonna be so fucking good the characters that they have already announced there's one character that is my favorite that has not been announced but yeah. i guarantee you will be there they will, haven't announced uh, the voice actor for them right for that character yes <sighs> but uh if you watch the trailer so this is not a spoiler the handler has also shown up in the first part she gets a bigger role which is good the first major incident slash story arc of part two is actually a relatively good one and relatively oh dude it is is good is great because what is great 
is the addition of a particular cast member. That's all I'll say. That, yeah. that, that is literally all I'll say. Hold on to your butts. And the name of this cast member also, Primo. So, yeah. Enjoy some peanuts and watch some Spikes Family Part 2. And maybe right. Anya will get that extra star, right? Oh, or or was that Demerit is, yeah, the, is the, the Thunderbolt? Yeah. I love Anya. Why? I, I, I can't wait to isn't, see this. Isn't Thunderbolt like a good thing, kind of? No, because if you get struck by one, you die. What happens if you get struck twice? Then you're lucky. <laughs> okay, so two <laughs> negatives become a positive, right? It's, it's got to balance out something. Uh, yeah, okay. All okay. right. On to the next one, which is uh, a personal favorite of mine, Golden Kamui. They're going to be releasing season four. All right. So uh, on October 3rd, same thing, except this time around, rather than being done by Gino Studio, it will now be produced by Brainspace. I want your take on this because, okay, a studio change may not necessarily be a big, big issue because, hey, for example, in my opinion, the Attack on Titan transition was fine. I thought of all things to compare Attack on Titan to in the same sentence. Uh, high school DxD was okay, so I'm gonna say this. In oh which, shit! When I was watching the trailer for it, oh shit! Because it's brain space, I was like, "This looks exactly like the style of To Your Eternity." Which, actually, funny enough, we'll be talking about that later on as well. Spoiler alert: To Your Eternity is not done by Brain Space. Part two is yeah, or is it season two or part one is season one's done by Brain Space. Yeah, season yeah. two is not anymore. So that's why I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the interesting observation. It's like, oh, I guess since they're not doing To Your Eternity anymore, maybe that's why they added that aesthetic. Let me ask you this. Would you take To Your Eternity over um, Golden Kamui, you personally? No. I, 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 in what context? In terms of, like, if I was to say which one was better, which one I would like to watch more of? Well, or? okay. That's a good question. I meant, like, hypothetically speaking, let's say that the the creators of To Your Eternity came up to you and be like, yo, um, you did season one. We thought it was pretty good. We thought the, the reception and everything was great. You want to renew the contract and do season two? And then while you are about to sign, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I need to just think about this real quick. Maybe call some friends. And then the exec of the company opens the bathroom door. And then you you leave to go to the bathroom, you know, because, Will, you're a guy. You go to the urinal and, you you know, you, you, you do your thing. Then all of a sudden next to you is like, psst, psst, psst. Hey, 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 hey. I heard you like uh, Golden Kamui. Do you like bears? Um, okay, you may not like Golden Showers, but do you like Golden Kamui, though? Funny enough, there actually are golden showers in that one. Oh, thing. shut the fuck up. Really? And I think there is. Not not specifically golden. There's, there's some weird stuff that happens hey, in the manga. Do you want to hold the reins on content that was, that that you guys, that the previous people, like, decided to cut out completely? Yeah. Do you want to have that decision to include everything you ever wanted? So the thing with, like, watching the trailer, though, like, you know, whilst I also enjoyed the aesthetic of what Brainspace is trying to do for Season 4, it was also great that the particular trailer, this is the one that I accessed on uh, my anime list, um, the narration, or at least, like, the sound clip they got from a voice actor uh, was all done by fucking Ken Suda. Okay, um, it's just unfair. It's just unfair. As long as I hear Ken Suda's voice, I'm going to love the shit out of whatever I'm watching. Okay, confession time. Which is, time. I guess, also why I kind of like Edge Runner because Ken Suda's in it too. Uh, confession time. I uh, did not watch the trailer because it's season four, and I kind of, I'm pretty sure I will watch or read season one. No, too. it's fair. You don't, you don't watch the trailer for a sequel that you haven't like been kept up and with, season right? four at that too yeah. right so i knew usually i didn't i don't know what happened in season two or season three because i read the manga 
So but I don't you, know how the pace, but but when I was watching season four, I was like, okay, I I'm not I'm not spoiled of anything. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's I, done, I'm, by the way. the The manga series, yeah. the listeners, uh, the manga series is over. I am, I'm confident that Brain Space will be fine. I don't have much of an issue with that. So yeah. Wait, how many bears? There's actually no more bears now, because uh, the worst Shit, times the en- have changed. Yeah, the the enemies are the humans now. Will, do you remember back in the day when bears were the thing? Uh, never forget season one of Golden Cowboy. I'll never forget that. We will then move on to our next show where we will give our undivided 100% attention because it is Mob Cycle 100 Season 3. Based on the manga of the same name by one. Boom. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it, right? It's um, still Studio Bones. It is okay, probably so, the final season. So you told me that this would likely be the final season. Or or like maybe there's a movie or something afterwards, but like this is like the final stretch, right? Like, yeah. You're sure? I'm certain. I don't remember where I read it from, but I'm pretty certain that we're getting close to the the end game here. So it's essentially a complete adaptation, or all like basically, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that the fact that like we've seen a lot of it already, and then the fact that you know season three has it, it took a while for season three to come out, but the fact that it is now like literally on our doorstep, I am hotly anticipating it. Uh, I did you not wait? You know the 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 theme song. For the third season, I haven't listened to it. No, one, mob, uh, mob choir still doing it as they should. It's now called one. So, it's I think the first one is ninety nine, and then ninety nine point nine, and then now it's just called one numero uno. That is like the, the the consistent thing that you will never see different with mob. The openings are always going to be one hundred. They're going to be lit. They're going to be. Fucking the English is not going to make sense, but I'll fucking love it anyways. Yeah. Okay. There is nothing else that needs to be said other than season two was the fucking shiznit. Will liked it. <laughs> the sh- the sh- I have not heard the word shiznit in so long. Yeah, I, I was about to say the shit, and I was just like... The last time I heard shiznit was when I was watching Red vs. Blue. That's how long ago this was. Oh, damn. Jesus. We're like t- we're like dating ourselves here. Right, so October 6th is the air date for Mobsaku uh, 100 Season 3. Right. And then uh, five days later, we will then have the airing of... Oh, wait. Oh, you want to talk more about Do one? Do you uh? think this would be a 100 out of 10? You, you know how much I love Mobsaku. Do you think that this will theoretically be less than a 10 because Season 2 was a 10? I gave it a 9. Season two. I know that we have a lot of good stuff coming up for this season, but I am confident that Mob Psycho 100 season three will be my personal top three enemy of the season. Season two was really, really good. I do not want to like not say that. Yeah, it we're, was we're, yeah. so we're not touching. Under, yeah, we're not underplaying it. There all. was like, we literally love it. There was a press conference scene that. I don't think I'll ever forget in terms of anime period. Like, it was so good. Like, smile, tears. Best siblings in anime? Bro, brother from another mother, man. Yeah, they're great. Okay. We now move on from psychic powers to complete... Like, demon powers? Well, I mean, I don't know what the world of Bleach holds in terms of their power levels, but... It's a thousand-year blood war, man, on October 11th where they have committed to do four split curs. 
So that's at least like 40-something episodes. And if the announcements of the adaptation weren't clear enough, the trailer is also like literally flash in your eyes. Final arc, final arc, final adaptation. This is like the end of Bleach. Oh, hey, do you remember all these characters? Hey, guess what? They're all fucking back. What was really funny about it as well was like in the subsequent episodes that we've recorded for this podcast, it's not so much that Jason and I were talking shit about Bleach. It was more no, just, I was talking shit about Bleach. But, but talk about shit about Bleach in terms of like how broken the story plot is and how like they cop out in terms of doing like get out of jail free cards it's for repeats. characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, the same shit, different day. But you will also admit, along with me, that when we were watching the trailer for Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. It looks legit. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty like, legit. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Like, because I think also because obviously it's been a considerable amount of time did, since. Did, did the nostalgia hit you? Yeah, for, for fuck sure it did. Right? And again, well, when th- 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 there was a, there it doesn't was a, change the fact that it's still egregiously bad when it comes to like pulling characters out of like sticky there, situations. There was a line in the trailer that I saw because there are like multiple trailers, right? Because obviously they hyped the shit out of it. There was one line during that whole trailer and it was like, Ichigo, please save the Soul Society. And I, lo- I was like, I lost my fucking shit. Because for a lot of people, the Soul Society was the last art that they watched before they dropped Bleach. Or at least within my friend circle. And right away, they cut no bullshit with the trailer that I saw. Because they showed all of, I guess, the good guys in black. Showed all the bad guys, I'm assuming, in white. No, I assume that they're all the bad guys. In black and white and being like, bro, this war... And then, boom, Thousand Year War. I was just like, fuck yes. So I don't think I'll watch it, though, after I've hyped up and said a lot of compliments about it. But we are excited for the Bleach fans that have been waiting this long for the final adaptation to come out. But I will say that if the score and the reception for this is so high that it extends past nostalgia, it might be time to rewind the clock and actually catch up with some Bleach. Or maybe just YouTube... um, a, a summary up to that point because to be honest i uh, actually do know a good portion of it already like the bleach in five minutes kind of stuff yeah, right? yeah that kind of thing but maybe not five but there's a lot of those was it like i think it was like two seasons two arcs past there's a there, there, there's a lot of those What's the hollow one there's uh that's the the, the hollow one was after, after eisen eisen arc so then and then there's the iron car arc afterwards and, and, then, and then i think it is the quincy arc and then and then as the thousand year blow. Yeah. Water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's the two. Those two arcs were the ones I did not watch. Okay. I watched the hollow one. I was just like, "Fuck this." Again, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm accurate, but there's I'm not. I'm not sure there's, there's a bunch of stuff in between Eisen and what we're on. Basically, right now. I, I'm pretty sure there were two major seasons or arcs that I did not watch that I need to technically consume before thousand years. So. Right. So, did you though? I'm consume, quite hyped though. Did, I have to say. Did you therefore then, like, on on a different note? Consume all of season one of To Your Eternity. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you would have anyway. You had time, right? Um, what was what, what led you to to drop or put it on hold? Because I read the manga. And did you like the manga? Yeah, I gave it a nine out of ten. I so, quite liked it. Yeah. So, are you excited for To Your Eternity season two? That will okay, be premiering so, on October eleventh, twenty third. Twenty third. Sorry, wrong one. Uh, your your yeah, Bleach is eleventh. Uh, so. Instead of Brainspace, who did the first season, which is two curs, like 24 episodes. And then now doing Golden Kamui. 
It's now. That's why I yeah. asked you, like, hey, hypothetically. Yeah. Well, Studio Drive is now taking the reins for To Eternity, which is、two. a very young studio with seven accredited works, with only three of them released, which is Vlad Love, which I watched, which I thought was weird but kind of okay, and I think it was done by the Ghost in the Shell creator, Tepen, which. I didn't watch, but I heard very blah. Yeah. And actors colon song connection, which I'm guessing is an idol thing that I've never heard of in my entire life. They're also working on Uzumaki,、um, the Megumi spinoff movie from、Woo! Konosuba, and also season three of Konosuba. Yeah. So, I, so those three things are pretty cool and hype, I guess.、Um, all I can say is I actually am not sure. What season two will cover? I don't think they announced two curves or one. They, I think they just said,、um, yeah, season two.、Um, Do you think that two curves might be too much for such a young studio? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so likely one curve, but you wouldn't be surprised if they do a split curve. I think there's like sixteen, seventeen volumes out. There's a lot. So. If you were to do a two curve show, so four curves for one in season one and two. You would pretty much exhaust all of the English releases for the manga, English release manga、mm. by Kodansha. By the way, you can read them. So you feel that if people who are like up to date with season one to eternity, they should be okay with season two. But because you're coming in from the manga perspective, I I, I think I mean it's hard because to your eternity is also not a very straightforward show. It's also super weird. Yeah. I remember and, the first two episodes were really fucking weird, and but it's also quite touching. Actually, no, not 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 weird. They were really depressing. Actually, the, the first episode, especially, everyone loved to bits, and then when they realized that that's only a section of the real story, everyone just turned their minds off of it. So, I can't blame them. I think it's it is a wait and see. But again, I'm not holding my breath. But I know the content would be good. Yeah. So that covers the the sequels of Fall twenty twenty two that we're going to cover because you know we either no 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 will 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 we got a season two of Uz Uzaki Chan right no I don't want to I, I don't want to hang out with her I don't want to hang out with double, her double double bro double I, that's right once is already enough uh, and then uh, welcome to Demon School Iruma Kun season three it's it's an okay show but it's not something that I think we want to spend too much time on because we actually haven't watched season two or three I think I've watched part of season one Same here but the. The score is really high. I remember, right? It was an eight plus, right? The one I do actually want to watch would be Pop Team Epic season two, but only because it's it's just a wacky, weird ass show. We watched the first episode of season one together during a lunch while we were recording several weeks ago. Yeah, at at the office actually. This is what yeah, actually not several weeks, like several months ago. Yeah, actually, yeah. and um, it's weird. I don't know what the fuck I was watching, but I was like, yeah, this is, sounds like an Adult Swim type show. You ever played Warrior Wear? Yeah, it's like oh, that. Oh, dude, it is、it's、like that because it looks the look is not consistent. Sometimes they do eight bit, sometimes they do three D rendering. Things don't make sense. They have tons of references. Yeah, the references yeah, are great. Yeah, look, if it turns out to be good, it's. I don't think it will veer that much in tone. It's not a show you binge. Absolutely not, because your brain will rot. Right, you just one of those things where it's like it's three in the morning, you can't sleep, you just need something to just take your mind off things. Watch that. And、then you'd be like, I'm so weirded out. I can finally go to bed now. No, be like, I'd rather have nightmares than look at this when I'm an insomniac. It's not a bad show, by no, it's、say. not a bad show. I'm saying、it's、like a very weird. If、show. you are not like fully aware and sane while watching the show, your mind will unravel ever so slightly. Right. 
Now we're going to go into the new stuff that is originals or fresh adaptations that are airing the season. Some stuff that, you know, we're very, very hype about and some stuff that eh, we don't really know too much. So we might just, you know, spitball and just go through some of these very, very quickly. We might be wrong, by the way, with these takes. Remember, this is just a preview. So whatever we say here might not last a whole season. By the end of it, we might be saying, oh, actually, XXX anime or ABC anime is actually really fucking good or absolutely terrible. We were wrong about this. So uh, basically what we're saying is whenever we are right, we are right. Whenever we are wrong, we are who giving— could have said, Who could have thought that? Yeah, whenever know? we are wrong, we're giving you the opportunity to— Be better. To be better. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Will. You see, that's why I'm putting down—you're picking what I'm putting down. The first show is actually a show— That already aired, actually, yeah. September 24th, which is I'm the Villainous, so I'm Taming the Final Boss, also known as Final Boss. I guess it's not an isekai, kind of is— and I'll explain why. So it's based off of the light novel of the same name. Of course, it's a light novel. By Sarasa Nagase, who did the story. And my Murasaki, who did the art. I uh, copy and pasted the yeah. name twice. Produced uh, by Mahu Films. Of, yeah, uh, the light novel is published in English by Yen Press. Also, the manga adaptation is completed with three volumes. And by the way, I finished all three volumes ages ago. Produced by Maho Films, who also did... I'm uh, Standing on a Million Lives and Leodel. That is correct. Is Land it, of Leodel, I think is the is, full name. Leodel is an isekai. Is Million Lives an isekai? Yes. Yeah, so there you go. Isekai train. So the story, it has a mouse score of 7.46. One of the few mouse scores that we actually have of the actual show. Um, And that's a relatively decent score, actually. The, the story... Hey, Re Will, are you ready for this? I need you to imagine what I'm about to tell you. I actually wrote the plot synopsis myself. So if there is a villainous, that means that there are... it's an atomic game. Wait, did right? you actually did you actually like read what I wrote? No. Okay, okay, okay. So, it, so. it's it's an atomic game because that's how most villainous shows are like based on, right? And circle gets the square. Continue. That's as far as I'll guess. I'm guessing then that uh, you're was, in... was she a cancer patient or circle gets the square again? <sighs> okay. Actually, it's just a mysterious terminal illness. They never specified. They never say the words cancer. Basically, yeah, yeah. Okay. But 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 look. It's so a, where does the the final boss then come into play? Okay, so v villainous isekais is somehow something. All of a sudden, I became super invested in, and therefore all of a sudden read a bunch, and now I'm well versed in it for some reason. Oh, good you. Okay, <laughs> I I I read like six villainous mangas right now. At least six. And is it a is it a good subgenre? A good theme? I, or is it? You know, I don't hate any of them. Right there. You go. There's like there's like seventh loop. There is all roots lead to doom. The rever the, the villainous isekai one. Then there's final boss. And then there's right. okay. Fuck it. So young NC girl, you know, dies of a, un a, a unknown terminal illness. Oh, yeah, is reincarnated. She, okay, so she did. It is an isekai because she was terminally ill. I just okay. Yep. She gets. Not reincarnated, though. She gets transported almost like into the memories and body of the villainous of this Otome game. At the exact moment, which is also a very typical villainous isekai staple, where the engagement to the prince is annulled right at that moment because he is going to marry someone else. Because that person that the prince is going to marry is his true love, quote-unquote, and the main character who is actually the villainous bullied her 
because she's jealous. And literally the moment of annulment of the engagement is when the story begins. Wow, this sounds like a very salty anime. And by the way, that premise is literally the same for almost 90% of uh, villains isekais. But is that a bad thing? It is not, because what this woman decides to do is, yo, I'm in my... uh, One of the things I love about villainous isekais is that they know exactly what is going on very fast. There's no, like, making sure about things. She's like, oh, I played the living shit out of this Otome game. I know what the fuck is up. You're this and you're that. Okay, guess what? Well... I don't want to die because the villainous always dies. I, in the game, I play the main female character, but clearly she's standing right in front of me, so I'm not her. I'm the villainous. Hmm. If the end of the world is brought by the demon prince becoming the demon king and scorning human beings, why don't I just marry him instead? Good so far. I mean, it has a mal score, but that's not indicative of anything really until it's fully done. But how, I, how did you feel after watching the first episode? It's okay. It's not bad. It's not great. I think it would get a seven out of ten. It is, but a, it, people will still get a kick out of it, right? You, you would get enjoyment out of it because the interactions between the characters are decent, for cool. sure. On to the next one, which also aired uh, a couple days before recording. Uh, My master has no tail, which is based on a manga of the same name by TNSK, destroyed in art, published in English by Kadansha. And produced by Leiden Films. I watched the first episode. I don't know shit about it. Don't watch it. I mean, it. the score right now is not great. It's but about a Tanuki who... There's a Rakugo in there as well? Yes, because the Tanuki girl wants to go to the starry-eyed city in feudal Japan because that's the time period, like Edo period type thing. And it's like, yo, um, I want to learn to be a human because I'm a Tanuki. And then basically she falls in love with this with Rakugo and this Rakugo performer and um, decides to learn how to be a good performer to in order to be a good human in order to, like, trick everyone. The story that I don't think any of you guys should watch. Yeah. Um, skip? Skip. Okay. On to uh, one that I'm actually... Both Jason and I are actually quite hyped about. Uh, oh. Raven, yeah. yeah, Kokyo no Karasu, or Raven of the Inner Palace, which is based on a novel of the same name by Koko Shirakawa, who did the story. Published in English by Seven Seas Entertainment and produced by Bandai, Bandai Namco Pictures. Huge uh, conglomerate. Shoutouts to Haikyuu for making me realize Karasu means Raven. <laughs> because like when I saw that, I'll, I, I just immediately knew. Well, there you go, right? So, uh, but this is not about volleyball. Yeah, Sorry. so this is like a historical sort of like drama that was set uh, in like old imperial Japan uh, it, within a palace, uh, focusing on a special consort uh, who you know doesn't really serve the emperor. Uh, and there is also people that say that you know she looks like an old woman. Some say she looks like a young girl. Basically, the, rumors fly about this person. It's a very mysterious story, and like. When you when you, when we watched the trailer, there wasn't a lot of story. I mean, most trailers don't really show too much story anyway. But what it did show, though, was very very beautiful art and character design. Holy shit! I'm actually very interested because in, in initially all we ever saw was just um it was it was just like a a, a pale woman with like a harisen or like a like a fan covering her face, right? And then that was it. And then the trailer was similar to that, but with motion. But it was gorgeous. I think there was some mysticism implied or involved. We don't know based on the trailer. 
One thing I could tell you, though, is the buildup of the basically the the main character, the female main character, in a short period of time was done in a way that was kind of anticipating. And then when I saw the actual like profile and face and character design of the female main character, I it may sound like I'm, I'm being melodramatic because I am, but I was kind of like in awe, like, oh shit. She's fucking gorgeous. I'm I'm excited to watch All this these one. colors are fucking gorgeous. So while it's not knowing much about it, I want to know more about it. For sure. I think this is one of those dark horse animes that Will is, it be an eight? Probably not, but will it be a strong seven? I, I would hope so. I would hope so. No, I think there's a chance it could be an eight. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. I it mean, might these be, period... it, might, it might not be known enough for enough people to give it a rating is what I'm more worried about. Oh, no. I think it would definitely get a rating, but whether or not it becomes relevant is a different issue yeah. entirely. Okay. Next one, I've somehow gotten stronger when I improve my farm-related skills, uh, is a mundane-ass light novel title. Oh, because... October 1st for both of these shows. Yeah. So it started off as a... Regular novel series, then became a light novel in March uh, 2017. It's also got a manga adaptation as well, and it is being produced by Studio ACAT to be produced uh, to be premiering on, as Jason said, October 1st. Um, well, what is this um, story about? There's no way I could know anything about the premise. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll have to read the title again just to make sure I fully understand what the story is going to be Wait, about. Wait, there's no way you can do that? What kind of show is that? Yeah. Anyways, you know, all shits and giggles aside, this is going to be probably one of those real dry-ass series that I end up liking a lot. Look, I think the trailer makes it look a bit more comical than the more... The music behind it definitely helps, yeah. yeah. Like, I understand, like, Realist Rebuild the Kingdom, how you're into it. Or, for example, um, what was the other one? The... Nation Out of Debt one. Like, that one you... the Nation Out of Debt. That one you like less so, but... At I least still see the charm the, of it. Yeah, and the charm and the dryness of it is something that I definitely appreciate. I still think to this day, and I, and I won't stop talking about it, accomplishments of the Duke's daughter, please. But okay. Um, okay, this guy uses his farm skills to do OP shit. Move on. We'll be good. Okay. Uh, next day, October Whoa. 2nd, MSG, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. They released episode zero which is like a trailer episode uh i think last week it's on youtube still you can still legally watch it on youtube three weeks ago by the way and i now, guess it'll be four weeks now okay and then now you can uh get around to watching the first episode of what was the the witch from mercury which will feature the first female lead in franchise history just so that we're clear, you can watch episode zero in its entirety for free on the Gundam Info YouTube channel. That's their official Gundam channel. Eight types of subtitles to choose from as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I looked at the Chinese. I looked at the English. They're pretty legit. They're like, le- like they're good. Um, so this is the first yep. female lead for the franchise of Gundam. The long, one of the longest running franchises of all time. So episode zero is a full length episode that has sets the stage for episode one. So technically, you don't have to watch episode zero, but by watching it, I managed to understand a lot of the vibe that they're going for and also the character design. So first things first. Studio Sunrise, consistent there. It's, I mean, very sun, pretty. Sunrise and, and Mecca's, they, they go hand in hand. Top notch. And it is really, uh, 
it is super sharp and the colors are vivid where it needs to be, drab where it needs to be. Very impressive production. Okay. One of the most important things for me as well, the music, really fucking good. Uh, orchestral, good. Uh, I wouldn't say great, but w- well... What you would want from Gundam. Good enough, for sure. Like, And I, that, that's not a knock. Okay. The female character angle thing. First off, the female character is a child in this one. So clearly, in episode one, is like, oh, gr- grown up. Because it's very clear at the end of episode zero what happens. First of all, you can look at episode zero and probably all of The Witch from Mercury and go one of two ways. I am the latter... Some people will be the former, though, which is it's extremely pandering to be have a very inclusive group of people. There is clearly a lesbian couple. There is multi-ethnic people. There is a high degree of female characters that you wouldn't see normally proportion-wise compared to other mobile suit Gundams. A lot of people feel like you're overdoing it. The way that I see it is it's your first female uh, main character, just kind of lean into it, fine. And the characters are actually done pretty well. There's a lot of bionics and prosthetics, so extra plus points for you on that. You weirdo. Because I'm studying. <laughs> I, that's my job, dude. Or that was my job. Um, and honestly, uh, I'm okay because in space, in the future, I would expect people to be inclusive and you know everything mixed together. All right, now. Hmm. The ending to episode zero is extremely fucked up. And what I mean by fucked up, I mean like Iron Blood Orphan fucked up. Like, and okay. And and like Double O fucked up. Like, it seems to me that since Double O and Iron Blood Orphans, even though I didn't watch pretty much any of Iron Blood Orphans, Gundams being a less positive force is highly, in fact, explicitly implied here as. A negative, but also potentially a saving force. It basically takes Evangelion. Yep. There's something about pilot sickness, you know. Lack of humanity. Lack of humanity. Machines of war fight fire with fire. What's white and what's black. Destroy all Gundams because Gundams are harming people. Can we truly attain singularity when there are so many outliers in the system? And since um, Gundam pilots also die from using the Gundam too much, then why can't we just get rid of Gundams? So if you like Double O, you like IBO, then which from Mercury should be right up your alley I was very impressed with Episode Zero and just how fucked up the ending was. I cannot... Will this be enough for you to get back into the Gundam franchise? Yes, 100%. I will watch The Witch from Mercury. Um... I showed the ending to my coworkers after work. They're just like, what the fuck happened to Gundam in a good way? They were like, what is this? Where's, where's like the sword and stuff? They show up, but like, uh, you have to watch it to understand. But yeah, yeah, super psyched. Well, going into a show that neither of us are going to be watching, uh, Beast Tamer. Or Yusha Party was... Beast Tamer. You are the one who added this in. That's going to premiere on October 2nd. So, Will, why did you put this in here? I thought it would be nice to have a harem series that's produced by EMT Squared because that's what they do. Um, that's about it, really. I mean, it looks cute, interesting. <laughs> by interesting, it's just a harem, right? So, um, who knows? This could be another one of those high sixes, low sevens. It's probably going to be a mid six, really. Um, but I felt that it was... Uh, 
it's it's worth focusing on some of the more cultured stuff uh, coming in this season because uh, this isn't the only harem series that's going to be showing up. I don't even know if it's a harem series, but it definitely looks like it should be from the trailer and also from the from the pictures that were showing that up. That girl show up. They form a contract. It's a beast tamer, right? There's going to be Wait, anamorphic. What? Yeah. What? What do you expect? Okay. Moving on trash? to... Trash? Yeah, it will probably be trash. Well, okay, okay. How trashy, though, on the trash meter Flat six, in terms of, like, a mouse score. Like, basically, like, it should have been a seven, but because there's enough... There's there's going to be some, some lolly shit in there, too. You know that's going to happen. But what is the trash meter It's above recycled trash and a bit under, like when you have those waste bins outside and you have aircon drip dripping into it i would say seven out of ten trashiness that's where i'm going yeah, with yeah there. i, I think not so quite too. landfill trash well if we go from one piece of trash to likely another piece of trash we have management of novice alchemist yeah on october 3rd based on the light novel of the same name by fumi who did the art and mizuho itsuki who did the story produced by studio Engai, which is does Uzaki NG is Uzaki Chan, Mob Otome game, and the detective is already dead. And um Dead on Arrival. Seriously. This trailer. It looked meh. It, it looked, looked meh. Like, like at least with Beast Tamer, I could be like, yeah, there's some cultured shit in here. But with management of novice alchemist, I'll be like, guys, did you know that there was a show that aired recently called Parallel World Pharmacist? That's pretty good. You, you should you should check that out or um the saint's magic is omnipotent that one's pretty good too moving on to the next one then shinobi no itoki oh that reminds us will this season has a high degree i think a high amount of anime originals and we have now ventured into our first anime original right this is going to be produced by studio troika uh, airing on october 4th uh Focusing on the story of uh, Itoki Sakuraba, who so, is an ordinary boy uh, from the Iga ninja clan. Uh, and he, and guess what? He's he's not just any ninja. He's apparently the 19th heir of the Iga ninja clan. He discovers it, and all of a sudden now he is in the middle of a battle between the Iga clan and the Koga clan. And uh, what's funny as well is that uh, COVID definitely took care of this clan because uh, the main female character is wearing a face mask. You fucking idiot. Kosetsu, very, very aware that uh, airborne diseases uh, very much exist in this world. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Sure. I don't know. Like, bandana- I don't... like ninjas don't wear bandanas, you piece of <laughs> shit. Look, Troika, uh, yeah. Troika, okay. With anime originals, when we if we do forecasts or previews, it's very hard to sort of know the direction without really knowing too much about even the source, because obviously there is no source here, so we only have the footage. And looking from the trailers and the the pictures that they it have, looks on, it's I mean ninjas in modern day Japan. It looks aight, but I do have a little bit of hope because Troika's previous works that are anime originals is Recreators and Aldenoa Zero, which I think you really like recreators, and Outno Zero I heard was decent. So their anime original content should be okay. Okay then. Uh, Have you had enough of uh, Isekais? No. Yeah, never had enough of them, right? So how about some more? Reincarnated as a sword on October fifth. 
based on the light novel of the same name by Yu Tanaka, who did the story, and LLO, who did the art. Published in English, both the light novel and the manga by Seven Seas. The studio behind it will be C2C, who did Hirokana Receive, Wandering Rich, The Journey of Elena, and Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy. All right. It's already, well, I mean, it aired earlier in Japan. Yeah, on a, so some it, streaming platform or something. So, but re- for us, it would be on October 5th. Um, I read the manga, the first volume, and uh, watching the trailer for the anime, I have zero hope. The reason is because Reincarnate as a Sword, the, at least the manga that I read, was extremely dark in terms of tone and just grim and just slaves, people getting murdered, decapitated. It looks very vanilla from the trailer. The trailer looks it so have, bad. It doesn't have any of the tone you were mentioning. Like, okay, I'll just spoil the first couple of pages, literally the first couple of pages of the manga. The female main character, who just so happens to be a cat girl, um, is running away from a slave wagon that she escaped out of because it went into um, an accident and a monster shows up and um, the slave driver decides to send all these children to die so he can run away. And it's brutal. It didn't seem like that when watching the trailer. It didn't seem like that in the trailer. It looks like the only thing that I could have given Ricarne as a sort of compliment other than the sword concept is pretty funny. Um... I'm very, not that I was disappointed, but I was just like, oh, the thing that I thought would be good, you decide to take out to be generic. Fine. Right. Well, you may watch it, right? You may watch it. I mean, the Mal people have spoken, given us 7.15, so I'm not going to watch it. Okay. Well, then the next one you're definitely not going to watch because it's Immoral uh, immoral Guild. Listen, listen, listen. Will, 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 Immoral Guild on October 5th, it's based off of the manga of the same name by Tachi Kawazoe and is published in English by Square Enix on Manga Up! Exclamation mark. Produced by Studio TNK, bro. Who, who are TNK? They did High School DXD before the studio switch, Seven Mortal Sins, I purposely add that one, and Redo of Healer, and School Days. So you know where this is going to go. This is a... Uh, so it's not an original... Uh, this is very much based off of an erotic comedy uh, manga series that aired in 2007, that that uh, originally ran from 2017. Um, yeah, no, this is going to be raunchy, edgy, immoral shit. No, but I think it's not even going to have the same edginess of like it School can't. Days or Redo of Healer or Seven Mortal Sins. Absolutely can't. <laughs> and, or High School DxD. I just think this is going to be like, oh, you should have been. You should have leaned more into. The it's going to be H in that stuff. weird gray area again that we've had with those complaints about like either you go full blown out porn or you just don't do anything at all. Do you think they will? A. Do you think they will actually show stuff and have an uncensored version? They must, right? They probably do. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But if they didn't, then it's just going to look be weird. even worse. It will look weird. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, I did say I was going to put you on a timer for this one, but I'll give you the spotlight for this because. We're going to be talking about The Eminence and Shadow. October 5th, based on the light novel series of the same name by Tozai, who did the art, and Daisuke Aizawa, who did the story, published in English, the light novel, and the manga by Yen Press, produced by Studio Nexus. They did Chivalry of a Failed Knight, Darwin's Game, and Comics Girl. So, why should people watch this shit? Because it's funny as fuck. Okay, move on to the next one. Super meta, 
waifus everywhere. So I, I was I was looking through a lot of the um, the groups and chat rooms on um, on my anime list. You did research for for Eminence and Shadow. There's a lot of people there. Are like, is this the Konosuba killer? I don't think so, but I think does it have that kind of high level humor? I think it's better in than Konosuba, in uh, my opinion. I think Konosuba is very crowd pleasing, which in of itself is more accessible than Eminence and Shadow for sure. But I think Eminence and Shadow is more my brand of dumb funny because it's Chinobio, but he was right all along without knowing that he was right. Keep making quote unquote mistakes or lapse in judgment when it was five thousand IQ five head move. So very much something that should be on people's radars if they're looking for a good comedy this season. I think this would be the show that everyone is like, yo, did you check this out? Did you check this out? I heard I heard some things. I heard some things. And it turns out to be like the show that garners the most laughs. High sevens. Easy. All right then. Okay. On to October sixth. Now going into a couple more series. Uh DIY or do it yourself. Anime original produced Wait, by uh, Pine fine, fine, I'll do it then. Yeah, do it yourself by watching Do It Yourself. Uh, the studio Pine Jam has also worked on Kakeki Shoujo, Good Near, kind and, of, kind of, and uh, Kubo won't let me be invisible, which is um, a Jump Plus series that is uh, very well known and popular. It's a very, very straightforward show. It's a uh, cute girls doing cute things. So, what is it this time around, Will? Uh, they're doing DIY projects. They're building furniture, little bookshelves, and whatnot. Different knickknacks you would use in like a design technology lab. So I will first tell you I'm super excited about DIY. I, I, I can't wait to see DIY because it's just, I mean, I, I'm starting to get into the CD, CGT genre. And uh, hey, man, if I get to see, you know, people building some Ikea furniture and being Calyx? cute doing that. Yeah. I mean, like I put I've, board games on there. I've built many a Calyx in my life. And uh, yeah. It's a. Uh, that's just basically it. Do you know how how happy I was when the trailer actually focused less on the girls doing cutesy things and the girls literally building shit, using tools, planning stuff. I was just like, they get it. Art style. What do you think? So the art style is a bit more. It's interesting. Right? Interesting, like eccentric for sure. It's a bit more cheap. Not cheap. It's, it's a bit more sketchy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I think the background which has a more like watercolor more pastel right i love it i like that um i think with cougars doing cute things you you tend to want to go from more like softer elements whether it's by color by tone by like shading in terms of the characters yeah you always get the same character tropes but the difference to me is whether or not the group can gel well in terms of charisma and the vas that is to me one of the quintessential things that can make or break any cute girls doing cute things and we're gonna find out in a couple days so yeah uh that's one thing i'm looking forward to the next one that's also airing on october 6th princess of the bibliophile a light novel based on the same name published in english uh both the manga and a light novel by j novel club interestingly enough this one is produced by madhouse the story is relatively straightforward and i knew this because i actually read the manga <laughs> Um, it's about a bookworm girl who just wants to read books all day. And no, it's not bookworm isekai. That's what, actually when I was looking at the trailer. It's like this feels like a sentence of a bookworm. So in order for her to have a chilled out life in her library, 
she decided to make a deal with a prince and being like, look, let's say we're marrying each other, but we kind of do our own thing, like, and we're just saying it in name. But basically, the prince is like, yeah, we're good. We do that. And then over time, the prince likes another girl. And then the engagement starts falling apart. And she wants to still read books. And she also starts developing feelings for him. Mm. Worthy of a watch? It looks very shoujo-esque. Like, the eyes and the color and, and the whole, like, frill like the dress frills and the hair frills but, are well you should be able to get some general appreciation for it whether it does well or not is a is a different thing i would say like seven four seven, seven five mm. yeah on to the next day then october 7th this is the one that i think we both really want to talk about uh akibi made war hey, i wanted to talk about it, and then you well now i want to talk about it too anime it, original produced by pa works in collaboration with side games they did the naruto games no that's cyber Con- I don't remember who, what side games did, but um, after watching the trailer, because I, I watched one trailer, and I to- you watched the other trailer as well, and I told you to watch the other trailer, and then now I'm pretty hyped about it too because this is essentially degenerate blunt s. So um, we don't really know what's it about, other than it's an anime original and it involves maid cafes and obviously a cast of characters. And when I mean by cast of characters, I mean cast of characters all in caps because. It sounds like some of these characters are rather uh, fucking hilarious. It seems at it's, least that's the vibe that they're going for. I'm 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 like cautiously excited for it because I know it could easily like just like burn and crash, but it also seems to have the hallmarks of being a pretty good, if not slightly degenerate kind of. Oh, I think cute girls I do think, cute things. I do think it will be degenerate. Don't you think that trailer is pretty funny, though? I loved it. It was great. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. October 9th, going into Blue Lock. Now, I think we've already talked a lot about Blue Lock, but I'll give you a minute to tell people why they should watch Blue Lock. Uh, Studio 8-Bit, who did Slimy Sekai, Irregular Magic High School, and Fruits of Grisaya, are doing Blue Lock. Blue Lock being the Hunger Games, uh, Striker, Battle Royale, that is rather kinetic, very unrealistic in terms of Ayoashi standards, but very fun in terms of Kuroko no Basuke standards. Um, that's really it. The manga is pretty good. Um, and uh, Hunger Games, Battle Royale, soccer, or as they say, football. I did that in 30 seconds. Pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah, go check it out. Okay, so my two cents on this. After watching the recent trailers that came out for it, yeah, which one? Uh, it was the was it the, the character spotlight one or no? It was the one where they no, that that one I did see. It was the one that came out. I think it's PV two, whatever it was called. Uh, where it's essentially showing some of the the motion sequences of them doing skills and shooting and all that. It looks kinetic though. It looks pretty good. And you know, for a studio eight bit that um, yeah, I didn't really accustom to doing a lot of fluid animation. It did pretty well, I would uh, say that. Last thing I will say is the characters are meant to have their own archetype. Like, oh, the funny monkey yeah. acrobatic one and so on and so forth. It's super apparent. So if you like that, good on you. Bochi Rock, uh, based on a four-coma manga by the same name. And uh, finally, it's been a while since we've seen anything uh, produced by Cloverworks. Boy, but Will, K-On! was made by yeah, uh, Kyoto Animation, it though. It already exists. You know, there's already cute girls doing rock band shit. What's and, so different about this? Well, I don't care. It, and and Bochi the Rock is essentially... K on. It looks exactly like the same like story beats. 
it'll be good though, right? Maybe. I thought the I thought the music was decent actually. The rock music was decent, and it's also Cloverworks too, so it will at least look really good. There is a lot of color hair. I, I I'm I'm probably watching this. I probably yeah, will yeah, be yeah. checking it out. I soon. think the character dynamics in the trailer also makes it look very cutesy, which is what you want. Now the one I'm actually like kind of interested in because its story is weird is more than a married couple but not lovers airing on october 9th based on a manga of the same name by yuki kanamura who did both the story and the art funny enough it's produced by studio mother uh who's only really done Ari Furetta stuff as their main accredited works um so the manga mal score pretty decent 7.55 synopsis high school kids about to undertake a project in which they're trying to figure out parenting styles parenting customs techniques to becoming good parents so oh techniques you say yeah i see uh, this could i mean like if you watch the trailers there's definitely a lot of saucy stuff in there um this could be another one of those really trashy shows that airs this season over it could you know be like a little hidden gem in terms of you know risque edgy humor because guess what we are friends with benefits so we are when we we are benefiting from our friendship that is correct yes but we are not lovers because we don't like we don't love each other i mean no homo right but like what's what's your take on this i'm i i'll watch it i will watch it too just because i want to see how much of a train wreck it could potentially be but at the same time i wouldn't be surprised if i actually enjoy it okay i mean uh, i'll watch it as I'll, well yeah. i mean I, I, why look. not just give it a shot right okay Renai Flops, or Love Flops, airing October 12th. Anime original, the director being Nobuyushi Nakayama, who did Smile Down the Runway, Happy Sugar Life, and Are You Lost? And then it's a, it's a rookie screenwriter and uh, scriptwriter, uh, Ryu Yasumoto. Um, now, I think the reason why this got a lot of hype uh, in some internet circles is because it's done by Passione. Uh, who's done Citrus, Hikarashi, Miroku-chan, and some of the other... It looks sort of, fucking terrible. Yeah. It looks garbage, but it, it basically it's, it's passione, it, though. It's basically, yo, what happens when literal people confess on you, confess to you, like in a day, multiple people? What would you do? I'm like, oh wow, very, very mind bending. When all the characters are also not interesting whatsoever. Yeah. Now we're getting to some stuff that we don't really need to say all that much because Chainsaw Man's coming out no, October 12th. No, no, look, look, look. I don't know what this Chainsaw Man thing is. I mean, I guess it's based Tatsuki on a manga. Fujimoto, part one, part two. Of the who's, this, who's this person? I don't ever heard of him. I, Viz Media? Who's, who's Viz Media? Mappa Studio. What kind of Mappa? What kind of name is that? Jump Plus? Jokes like, aside, Chainsaw Man. We know you're going to watch it anyway. You don't need anything else. We both love the manga. No, I, I think everyone will not shut up about Chainsaw Man, basically. Yep. This okay. is going to happen. Now. A remake of a classic manga series and anime series, Urusei Yatsuda, airing on October 14th, based on the same manga, the same name, by Rumiko Takahashi, published in Shonen Sunday from 1978 to 1987, the, dude. The thing I was pretty like excited about it is it's a uh, David Productions. They're the studio that's producing it. And it'll have 46 episodes. So we watched the trailer for it, and I also then watched like some of the clips from... like. The original series, it looks very, very similar. I like that they capture a lot of the original aesthetic from the main series. And uh, I don't know much about Urusei Yatsuda other than it is like a timeless piece. Um, people know Alien about girls. This. Yeah. And uh, like leopard, leopard leotards. Print. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A girl with green hair. 
you will definitely know what we're talking about if you've consumed enough anime at some point. Now, the one that's a bit weird, uh, um, we we do kind of maybe cover it a bit. I don't know. Real quick, uh, Yatsura. Uh, yep. I think it's not doing it any favors by re- basically remastering the classic look because if you you're trying, too, you think it's too old for this current day and age. No, current? I think it looks great if that's what aesthetic you're going for, which they are. I just think it won't capture a lot of people. I think David Productions did a very fine job, just like it, it did with Fire Force. But then they are not thinking about whether or not it can sustain in the long term, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, it's re, it's revamping, remaking an old series. I guess it just wants to capture some of the original style. Who, one knows? Of my, who, who knows if it works? One of my friends literally said, oh, they upscaled it. I was like, no, no, this is 2022 remake. And he's just looked at me like, fuck, don't, don't fuck with me, Jason. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, like, it, it, if, you've, if you've watched and read Yusei Yatsura from the past, then maybe you'd be pleasantly surprised or let down. Who knows? I haven't watched a lot of it from before. I'm going in completely blind. Now, All right. Now, the Halloween season is in the month of October. Will and I love horror movies. Halloween is my one of my favorite. Unfortunately, Uzumaki, was, which was supposed to air this season, is no longer going to be coming out this season because of constant delays. Instead, we're going to be getting a different Halloween Toonami production, which is Housing Complex C, or C Danchi, anime original. By the time this episode airs, you will have seen the first episode, or it will be available. Don't know much about it. All I know, it involves a housing complex. There's a lot of screams, a lot of very, like, creepy kind of things, which is not that creepy, but... I'll tell you this. It gave me vibes of Summertime Render, because a lot of the, a lot of the, 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 the beachfront, a lot of the waterfront shots they had in the trailer, uh, not to say it's going to amount to anything similar to Summertime Render, but only time will tell. Uh, the last thing we will talk about uh, within this summer, uh, this fall preview, is four people and their respective lives, uh, based on the manga of the same name, by Kashihara Madoka, who did both the story and the art, and produced by Studio Flat, previously known for working on Banished from the Heroes Party. I Walk Alone or whatever it is, right? Yeah, Banished from the Heroes Party. Yeah. I have to say, this premise is very simple, which is, it's a story of four friends who each have a secret that they don't share with each other. Which and, is funny, because in the trailers, they literally show the secrets right away. And we will... Should we say what those four things are? Uh, it's in the trailer. Ninja, Psychic... Uh, there was something cross-dresser, cross-dresser and then the fourth one I forgot Alien Alien yeah that's it Alien. right and apparently it's that's the thing for some reason I just somehow is like rather optimistic about it for no reason whatsoever I guess the trailer was just kind of captivating and the the poster of like like the rip mark and then the two face I thought was okay perhaps okay all right now we get into the final segment. I know this has been going on for quite a while, but we'll try and wrap this up in 10 minutes or less. We are now going into the new betting system of our fall seasonal episode. Now, before what we've done was basically predict how many 8.00 shows there are in uh, each season. This time around, we're doing it different because with fall, with September, it also brings in a time to do fantasy so, fantasy football, fantasy hockey, baseball, basketball, and Mal's been doing fantasy anime as well. We're going to be doing our own version, the GAP 
Fantasy Anime Draft of Fall 2022 starts right now. So to give you a little bit of the sort of rules breakdown, it will be done in a snake draft format depending on who gets first pick. Jason's really writing up the rules in terms of who gets first pick. So there are two different selections. There are series that have 100,000 members and above on my anime list. And then there's a section of series that have 25,000 to 100,000 members. We are allowed each to have two series from the 100K and up and four series from the series that have 25 to 100K members. So to give you a quick breakdown of that, for 100 members and up, that is Chainsaw Man, Mob Psycho 3, Spikes Family Part 2, My Hero Academia 6th Season, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, Two Year Eternity 2nd Season, Blue Lock, and Uzaki-chan Double. In the second section of 25K to 100K members, Eminence in Shadow, Irumakun 3rd Season, Urusei Yatsura 2022, Reincarnate as a Sword, Can Cole, Golden Kamui 4th Season, Shinobi no Itoki, I'm the Villainous, so I'm taming the final boss, More Than a Married Couple But Not Lovers, and Do It Yourself. So, Jason, how are we going to decide who gets first pick? Classic Japanese game, bro. Pick pick a path. Oh, not this one. Yeah, bro. Okay, okay. I, I, I will pick that path. This path? Yes. Okay, so no, 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 this one. This one? Okay, that so one, yeah. Boom. Boom. Basically, addition between that little boom. ladder system where you have lines, you go down, you hit a line, you move to the next line over. Two. Okay, perfect. Jason will be the first pick for this fall seasonal anime draft so up on the board he's got two to pick from from the 100k and up and four to pick from from 25k to 100k members your first pick goes to eminence and shadow wow oh okay interesting one i was actually going to be uh taking that one if you went for something else first okay all right my two picks wait two yeah because it'll be me pick one and then you pick one, I pick two, and then you pick two. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Spikes Family Part 2. Okay. Mob Psycho 3. Okay. So, just to let you everyone know, I've already picked two from my 100k and up. Jason's picked one from his 25k to 100k, so I can no longer pick any from the top 100k. But Jason's free to pick anything he wants for now. So you pick Spy and which one? Mob Psycho. Okay. My two picks, right? That's correct? Yep. Two picks would be Iruma-kun and also Golden Kamui. Ah, oh, goddammit! Oh, you took it. Okay. Then I will go with... I'll go with Urusei Yatsura. Mm-hmm. More than a married couple, but not lovers. Okay. And then I picked two more, right? Yeah, f- uh, three right now, right? Yeah. You pick two more, I pick two more, and then you pick one last one. Okay. Let me see.
DIY and Chainsaw Man. I'll go with Warden the Married Couple but Not Lovers. You already said that. Uh, I'll go with Villainous, so I'm taming the final boss. Okay. And I guess I'm going to have to go with... Shh. Come on. Can't call? Mm... Reincarnated as a sword. Okay. Then you have one last pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hmm. You just picked uh, Chainsaw Man, so you, the last one you have is to pick from the top 100k mm-hmm. and up. Yep. Go ahead, just say to your eternity, because you know that one's going to be solid. Yeah. That's at least an 8.4. Yes, yes, yeah. There you go. I want to say Blue Lock, but really... It's a bit to, iffy. It's a bit iffy. Uh, to your eternity is the more critical darling choice. The yeah. thing is, though, do you think Studio Drive would be able to keep it up? That's why I'm like really concerned, right? It's like... It was a good. It was a good choice for you to pick some of the 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 twenty five k to one hundred k ones first because I really wanted to get Eminence and Shadow and Golden Kamui. Yep. But uh, well, you, you could have gotten Golden Kamui. Yeah, I could have, but I wanted to lock down the top one hundred ones first because I was. I, I'm very certain that Mob Psycho and Spike's family are going to be bangers. I know Chainsaw Man's going. You see, I for me, okay, okay, sorry. I I should just get lock it in, right? I'll yeah. say Blue Lock. You're gonna take Blue Lock. I'll over, take okay. Blue Lock over over to your eternity. So, um, I have Blue Lock, Chainsaw Man, DIY, Golden Kamui Season 4, Irumakun Season 3, Sh- Eminence and Shadow. I've got Udusei Yatsuda, Reincarnated as a Sword. Uh, I've got Villainous, uh, Time Last, Last Boss, uh, More Than a Married Couple. I've also then got uh, Mob Psycho and Spy X Family Part 2. Okay. So, what happens then is we will collate the raw scores of each of our series, 6 and 6. Average it out, and whichever is the higher number wins the fall season 2022. And as expected, Jason's probably going to win because I, I, I just feel I just feel that Golden Kamui movie is like the one that will help you. I know it's going to do quite well. It's guaranteed to be at least an 8.2 because I feel enough people like about it. And for some of the stuff I have, like Reincarnated a Sword, like Villainous, um, More than Married Couple, but not Lovers... Those are going to be kind of like what might drag me down. I'm hoping that the scores from Spy X as well as from uh, from Mob Psycho will be the ones to help push my scores further up. In my opinion, do you know where you made your mistake? What? You did your first two 100K picks because yeah. essentially when you did that, it already you couldn't touch any of it anymore. Yeah, but I wanted to lock down two of the things. Oh, I, no. I wanted to lock down the ones I think that are going to be guaranteed. 8.5 and up. And those are rock solid picks, 100%. It's, it's just, just that now, like, just, there are just, so many of so, them. So that the, I, what, what, what it makes then is I'm too top heavy. Yeah. I, I'm really hoping that those two are high enough to be able to push the scores of my other ones. Which, to be fair, those two have a very solid chance of doing so. Yep. And that. Do will, you think you might regret picking Blue Lock over to your eternity? Or do you feel it's like the, the verdict is like so like out there that you literally can't tell which one's going to be better? I think Blue Lock is new. Blue Lock has hype to eternity. To be fair, Blue Lock, the, the trailer does look pretty good. So, And a lot of people like soccer or football and it, it, World it, Cup is happening. Ah, and also because you're riding off of the Aoashi wave as well. Maybe exactly. there's enough people wanting to go into Blue and Lock. And I read the manga, so I do know both of them. Yeah, I would go with Blue Lock. Not bad. Okay. All right. So then. But if Yutada Hikaru does the OP for Tuyori Eternity 2, it's game over yeah. for me. You know that. 
By the way, I also didn't realize that Akira Yamaoka does the music for um for Edge Runner. Do you know who Akira Yamaoka is? He did the soundtracks for Silent Hill. What? What? That's why the music is really damn good. Well, for... not just that, but it's not scary atmospheric music. He's it's actually more, he's bumping. A, actually, if you listen to the, the 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 other soundtracks he does for like the alt series of Silent Hill Two and Silent Hill Four. It's very rock heavy. It's actually like that's why when I was listening to it, it's like, oh, this is this okay. is a good pick. Hot, hot Silent Hill take. I thought the room was okay. I the story for the room was great. The execution in terms of like the tank style controls. I like the the concept of being claustrophobic in that room. I actually thought the story the story for the room was terrifying. More so oh, no, than Silent Hill Four. You more, mean. Yeah, the room yeah. was terrifying. More so than Silent Hill Three. Silent Hill 3, I think if it was the first four that was done by Team Silent, I think that Silent Hill 3 was the worst. But Siren is dope, though, right? I love Siren. Siren is terrifying. Okay. And you may be terrified that this is the end of this episode, but fear not, because if you want to, you can always reach us through our email, gapallet.com. That's G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word. Uh, Our Twitter handle, at Pallet Good, capital P, and capital G, all one word or through our GAP Discord server using the invite link that is in the show description. We have a website, fret not. I will tell you right now the URL is www.goodanimepalette.com, all lowercase, all one word. I might have said four Ws there, my bad. The intro music for our episode is Ninth Power by Henyo. Our break music is Salamanca by Sarah the Instrumentalist. And our outro music is Golden Rules by Luax. You can support the music artists that we feature by listening to them on Spotify, Apple Music, and other various music listening platforms. And our royalty-free music was provided by Epidemic Sound. And if you're interested, you can sign up using our referral link in the show description to get 10% discount on your first 12 months and the first 30 days of your subscription for free. But remember, terms and conditions apply. I'm very excited to see how this draft turns out. Yeah, I think now that we have done the forecast, I would say that we need to, if we're going to continue it or incorporate it, we will need to tune it just ever so slightly. But I think more or less, I seem to be pretty confident in our takes. Yeah, I think that... I mean, with we, anime originals, there's no way to there, know. There's really. enough out there for us to at least get like a good gist of how we'll perceive these shows and whether or not... like I mean, it's the same way when like we actually watch these series and give our two takes to the listeners. What we say may not apply to your appreciation for certain series, but at the very least, it gives you a good base of, hey, someone said this is that, someone said that is this, and then you can then put together those two arguments together and see whether it fits your own your, your own idea. I just can't wait to listen to past me in the future to be like, bro, more than uh, a married couple, meant less than lovers, I fucked up their will. Or maybe the fact that for me it was like, I put too much weight on Mob Psycho or on Zack's family. Who knows? I, I'm I'm confident. What, what what did you think about the draft format this time round compared to? Doing well, okay, what do you think of my determination? I think, I, I think you've got something. No, no, here. What I, do you think of this? That, like that's fine too. That's because I, I, I classic Japanese style, right? Yeah, yeah. I I think you've got some incredibly solid picks in that it's you're guaranteed to have at least a seven point five average. I think like. You will be highs and lows, and then it averages. Yeah. Mines will be consistent, like, like, like through, above right? average, below average, and then it gets average. So, like more or less. Like looking at your list, it's very clear that Chainsaw Man is 
probably going to be the highest ranking one, but Golden Kamui will definitely be quite high up there as well. I do think DIY and Eminence could really fuck me. I think Iruma-kun and Golden Kamui is pretty safe. I think Blue Lock is safer. You, you know Iruma-kun to 7.9 or an 8, yeah. right? Golden Kamui is an 8.1, 8.2. And then Chainsaw Man could be anywhere from a 7.9 through to an 8.8. I do think in the future we should try to, if possible, incorporate the popularity rank instead. We can try and like, find like ways. choose either or kind of thing. But, yeah. But... That's for another day. Thank you very much for listening. We have gone on for quite a bit, and we have done a new seasonal kind of format. We hope you like it. And if you don't, well, let us know. If you do like it, also let us know. We're doing it basically because it's fantasy football season. So Yeah, also, um, Will has commitments, and we always want to prove to each other that we're always right and never wrong. But at the end of the day, it's all about anime and manga. So it doesn't matter if we win or not, anime, manga will win. Well, I guess what? If you have one million followers and and the five characters you want to show. If, if, okay, I'll say this. If 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 you win. Hey, where is the female if, representation between us, bro? If one of us wins, we'll post on our Twitter the main characters of the series and then say this is the winner for this fall season. Yeah, <laughs> not like not like anybody would give a shit. No. But yeah, we should we should do that just to lean <laughs> we, into we've that. We've got followers. We've got some. 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 Better than none. All right. Peace out. Take care.